My name's Bond. James Bond. What do you think you're doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. No, <laughs> This never happened to the other fellow. I'm the knight. Every penny of it. So you put your money where your mouth is. Well, that's quite a nice little nothing you're almost wearing. I approve. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. Shocking, positively shocking. You get your clothes on, I'll buy you a nice train. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Double Seven or Spectre, etc., or um, one of the died James Bond podcasts uh, that's being resurrected. Uh, probably the fifth favorite Australian James Bond podcast at this point because it's been a long time and everyone has a podcast nowadays. Uh, but we are back! Uh, we're getting the gang back together um, for another episode at the time of recording and probably the time of release. It's the early days of 2018, so New Year, starting fresh. Um, you know, if you're listening to these in like 10 years' time, you'll be like, oh, I'm just going to listen to all the ranking episodes, ranking the songs, and then onto the villains. But in reality, it's been about two years or so. Um, and if you're excited thinking, oh, Double Love 7 is back, well, we're probably going to do like two more episodes or something and then disappear for another year or so. Um, Bond 25 is still a long time away, so uh, so it's going to be a while before we do 18 episodes on that one film. Um, we might need to do a few Spectre episodes before then. Um, but we're back for another rankings episode. No more commentaries, no more memorialising dead actors, although we'll probably have to do that soon, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, we're going to kill someone else, uh, but this time we're going to be ranking the main villains of James Bond. Um, so not every single one, just, uh, the ones who stand out as the main one. And we'll get into more of kind of the rules with that and everything like that in a minute. But I think first we should introduce ourselves. The gang is all here together. Uh, it's been a long time. It's been a while since we've introduced ourselves, but my name is Noah and, um, a year ago, it would have been great. We would have been saying, I would love to have Kevin Spacey as a Bond villain. Wouldn't he be great? Uh, and we can't say that anymore. But still, he will be the number one ranked on this list. So it doesn't matter if he's in a Bond film or not. And my name is Ben. And Oh, look! Rankings for the three of us! Whoops! Not anymore! And my name is Colin. And here's a sneak peek of Ben's top three. Brad Whitaker, <laughs> Dominic Green, Gustav Graves. <laughs> Well. Yeah, uh, I'm... <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> drop dead, Ben! <laughs> uh, drop dead. It's been nearly two Why years since we've done one of these. There's a reason for this. <laughs> yeah, it's bad because it's been so long, but I just re-listened to the song one, so now it feels like we just recorded it and the nightmare is still going on. Um, no wonder oh, we haven't so. done another one of these since. There's a reason why that was the last one and then we dropped off the face of the earth. Um, but we're back. Uh, we decided we wanted to do some more, uh, not Roger Moore, unfortunately, rest in peace. Um, so we're ranking the main villains, and there's a few kind of tricky ones here where it's a bit kind of like, well, is it this person, is it that person? But we basically have a list of 26 um, main villains here. For the most part, it's just one per film. I think the main esteemed villain of Daylight. And what was the other one? Uh, the world is not enough. Is another tricky one. Like, is 
Electra the henchman? Is Renard the henchman? Who is the main villain? Um, and you could argue it. I mean, I kind of argue that Electra is the main villain, but we're, we included both of them in this. Um, so don't panic. Um, and then I'd say the other one is From Russia with Love is kind of a bit of a confusing one in a way because in a way there's no main villain. It's kind of Spectra. Uh, Spectre, Spectre, hmm. um, <laughs> Spectre, Spectre, Spectre is the main villain, but uh, here we put Rosa Klebb. She's kind of the face of Spectre for this one. You could argue Red Grant. I say he's a henchman. You could argue Blofeld, but we're not we're not covering faceless Blofeld. Oh, and that's the other one with the Blofelds. Technically, they're one character, but we are going to be ranking all four incarnations and not the Never Say Never Again. Ah. None of those villains are in here. So we'll be doing all the Blofeld separately. You could argue they're the same, but let's face it. They've got the same name, but there's lots of differences. And we won't be ranking for your eyes only, Mr. Bond! Uh, Blofeld. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going into the villains here, the main baddies of James Bond here. Another ranking episode. I'm excited just because... It legitimately has basically been two years since we've all been together on an episode properly, for starters. Hence, was it was so bad, our last one, that you just hated me so much that you needed nearly <laughs> 24 months to just do this again. You know, we had to kill off a James Bond actor and do that separately. Um, but now we officially are all on the line together, so that's the most exciting part for me. But yeah, I, I think this is a fun... Little exercise. I mean, we initially planned, didn't we, to once we recovered all the movies, oh, we're going to rank every little part of it. And then it, stuff happened and we did like two. And then we kind of separated and Colin and I did a bunch of commentaries, <laughs> killed a James Bond. <laughs> we uh, separated. We separated. <laughs> we're back. This is One of us joined Spectre, etc. Yeah. The other died. Um, then we're probably. <laughs> 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 this will probably be the, the last one we don't talk about. The last one we do for another two years. Um, but I think this is an exciting one to do because this is, um, I mean, I was just saying this off air that to me, there's only a couple of duds and the rest are really hard for me to, to rank. So, and I, I want to say this on the record right now and you're probably going to be yelling at me in an hour anyway, but I like to think that my villains rankings are a little bit more respectable than my song ones. I don't really <laughs> have outlandish choices here there's maybe one or two but i looked at a few other lists of ranking villains and i'd like to think most of mine is <laughs> sort of around them there was a couple of dumb ones like people putting gustav graves that low it was dumb but like other than that there's a few here that i think i'm i'm gonna be on the same as you guys sort of maybe no uh, <laughs> that's very non-committal ben <laughs> I kind of looked at other people's lists because I don't really have a mind of my own. But when <laughs> well, I do Colin a mind of my own, me, I'm going to So you. I didn't know what yeah, to exactly. do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'll just echo what Ben said. I think this is unique just because we're actually doing an episode together about probably about a year and a half ago was the last time. And I think we did, you know, one with just me and Noah on the commentaries. Then we did some with me and Ben. And then we had... The death of Roger Moore, where and then ben just Noah, Colin, then just me, <laughs> not just Noah though, because um, he was being was, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Noah was off, you know, uh, gallivanting around the globe, uh, visiting the sites of James Bond and being James Bond. Yeah, but I'd uh, rather slip my wrist than do that again. So I'm back <laughs> for one more episode. This is it. Has taken my this, place. This is it. You were on Stephen Colbert. Movie. This is your last appearance. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's funny that. 
you know, we actually did have all three of us on an episode, but Ben and Noah refused to be in a room together or on the line at the same time. Or in the same country so, or the same continent. We were all in both different exactly, continents at yeah. that time, too. That's <laughs> that's an untold story that we'll save for another episode. <laughs> what happened off-air between Ben and Noah? Trump did! Uh, the, the trial the separation. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, these rankings, I think we all... Before we even came up with the idea of doing this, when we were just covering the movies, we would often talk about, oh, yeah, this would be in my top five. And I think we all had sat down and ranked everything from, you know, the greatest James Bond villains down to the greatest James Bond pre-title scenes down to the greatest James Bond breakfasts, you know, that we see throughout the course of the series. (laughs) Felix's breakfast? What? Well, I have Felix for breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of John Terry breakfast. John, John Terry on uh, Lost has really made me want to have Felix for breakfast. <laughs> uh, but, but, I mean, I, this is the logical one to do because it's a big one and, you know, there's a villain for every movie. And before we even get into this, we'll just apologize to all those people out there who wanted to hear Red Grant in the top five. I think in an ideal world, if we were ranking villain and henchman, oh. Red Grant and Jaws would be up there. But, I mean, you have to be realistic and say Red Grant was hired by Rosa Klebb. He was a henchman of Rosa Klebb. And yeah, he had more screen time than Rosa Klebb, but Jaws had more screen time than Stromberg. So, you know, are we, are we, please, what was her name? Helga had more screen time than uh, Blofeld, and he only lived twice. We're not going to make her the main villain. But the list we have here, as Ben said, you know, a couple of duds, but for the most part, I think this is much stronger than the song rankings. Um, yeah, so it's interesting because I'll admit it, I probably only watched one or two Bond films in 2017. I was doing other things things like being james bond um so a lot of these are not fresh obviously we've recapped all the films but in an ideal world i would have went back and um rewatched all of these so some of them i'm a bit eh, on like I, of course i remember everyone but um if i'd rewatched the films maybe the rankings would be different uh and there's some i'm still not entirely sold on but all around i think it's a pretty strong list um yeah, we will hopefully one day do a henchman one as well, and then Red Grant will be up there, and Hans, and Necros, and Locke, and um, Vargas. No one from Die Another Day. Vargas. Fuck Vargas. So this is. But he does not make love. Exactly. So people have to fuck him. So. So Ben's just trying to help him out. Like, that's a message to all the ladies out there. Great, we're two minutes in. Um, I've already made a rape joke. Well done, Ben. <laughs> what? No, it wasn't even... Oh, my God. You're I right, sorry. It you're right, no, joke. you're right. It's actually ten minutes, not two minutes. Anyway, move on. Uh, that's a record for you, isn't it? Um, <laughs> 2018, I'm a changed man. It has begun. Um, so there's 26, so we'll zoom through a lot of these and we'll do it the same way we've done it all the time, um, soft and gentle. Um, so, you know, we're back with a bond. We're, we're already starting with the innuendos. We're back. Um, so we'll move it and I'll start it and then it will be followed by Ben and we'll give kind of little opinions on it like we did with the songs and the bond ones. I don't know if we'll do impersonations like we did the bond one. I can't really remember what Largo sounded like, to be honest. But, um <laughs> So we'll get into it and we'll recap like halfway through and all that jazz. Uh, so I think we're ready to go. If you guys don't have anything else burning that we need to cover, well, I have something burning, but I took medication for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great STD joke already. This is <laughs> off to a great start. Well, speaking of STDs, let's get into it. Um, 
<laughs> number the syphilis of James Bond villains at number twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Doctor Syphilis. <laughs> well, they all have some like sort of weird de- defects. <laughs> Auric herpes. <laughs> Alan AIDS. <laughs> General venereal disease. <laughs> oh, Dominic genital warts. <laughs> oh my god. Hugo Drax. Hugo Drax. Hugo Crabs. Doctor No. <laughs> right. Carl Stromberg and Carl Crabs. Um, Emilio Chlamydia. <laughs> Rosa <All> Kleb. Right. <laughs> Dominic Green. That's just a sexually transmitted disease in itself. Charles Gray. <laughs> what are you doing? All right. Um, it's, uh, let's get into the list. We're going to... These early ones will just zoom past. Uh, and I'll start it off with number 26. Um, I'm just going to say it. It's Yorgi Koskov. Um, I was doubtful that we even <laughs> include this guy in the list. But if I think about just regardless of their story, if I think about who's the least memorable of all the villains, it would be Koskov. Um, now, he has some okay stuff. I like the kind of action stuff going on there. Uh, all that stuff at the beginning of the film, but I it was even doubtful he would be on this list. I kind of view it more as Whittaker, uh, but I like the Living Daylights, but when we're thinking of great James Bond main villains, Yorgi Koskov does not come to mind. Look, the fact that you don't have Brad Whittaker below Geordie Koskov is... Geordie Koskov? Geordie, that's what I'm calling really, is you. Is it like an American basketball player? Geordie Shaw. <laughs> um... Yeah, like I mean, I'm I'm with you. I love the Living Daylights. I think it's a great film, but it maybe arguably has collectively the weakest villains of the entire series. So I'll be talking about him soonish. But yeah, I think the other villain from Living Daylights is much worse. But we'll be talking about him very soon. Um, I, I'm gonna have a bit of an argument for this, although I completely agree with Noah that Koskoff is the one that is the most forgettable. I think part of that is because he's revealed so late in the movie as a real villain that the stuff that kind of leaves an impact with you is the, I guess, unlikely ally stuff he had early in the movie. And I do like that stuff. As a villain, I can completely agree with you putting him this low just because he has no impact as a villain. But I at least think he's a more enjoyable character than somebody else in The Living Daylights, which we may talk about very soon. Um... All right, well, this is what we do. I go to me, don't we? Um, I think we're all going to have different ways of ranking these as well, too. Like, similar to, I guess, the song ones, we had our criteria. Don't start, don't start. Um, but, like, a lot of, I think, too, for me, you know, in my rankings, you know, a lot of elements come into it. Like, you know, how threatening are they to James Bond and, you know, how sinister and all that sort of stuff and just kind of little elements how along nice the way. How they look with their shirt off? Exactly. That was one um, of your criteria. <laughs> yeah. Jamie and I are besties. Kylo like, Ren style. We, <laughs> hashtag Kylo Ren style. The new meme of 2018. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I'm not even going to beat around the bush. There's no way this guy is not the worst villain in the history of James Bond. 
Um, so forgettable was he that Inspector, when they decided to recap the villains of the uh, Daniel Craig series, oh, wow. they just completely forgot this guy even existed. Just <laughs> oh, like how I want to exist, believe that he doesn't exist. <laughs> Dominic Green, come on, he's shit, oh. he's terrible. He just there's nothing in James Bond. I just would That's not where I thought you were going. No, Dominic Green is just the worst James Bond villain. He's not threatening. He looks like a toad. Um, I mean. <laughs> He doesn't even, like, die on screen. It's implied that he swallows what he shoots himself to. I don't even fucking remember. Dominic Green, dumb. No, worst villain in James Bond history. Ben, you did it again. <laughs> oh, don't you defend Dominic Green. This is, a, like, this is well, an established I'll... fact. He sucks. <laughs> no, no, no. It's an established fact. This is your opinion, apparently. Uh, I, I, will, I will defend Dominic Green. Boo! Not too long from now. Not too long from now, but a little bit later. Uh, it's not that he deserves to be that high on the list, but, like, come on, we haven't talked about Brad Whitaker yet. <laughs> Are we talking about him next, if you must know? Because I'm going to talk about him now, because Brad Whitaker's my bottom, so how can we can't be here? We both have Koskoff and Whitaker on the bottom, and you think Green has more relevance as a villain? Yes. Um, yeah. I, I do like the note that they forgot about him, Inspector. Um, <laughs> that that is true. Uh, yeah, I don't know, Ben. I'm not having him much higher, but I think there are worse ones. But I kind of do agree. Dominic Green kind of sucks. Um, it is probably an established fact, but maybe not the bottom though. And I think we should take this as a win because Ben, knowing him, could have put Alec Trevally in there. So. Um, <laughs> Shut up, he's 24. 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 20, no, at least 22. Stop revealing Let's my best right numbers, go- Colin and Noah. Pitt's got Goldfinger in 23. He's got Dr. Oh, Noah in 22. Have you seen my list? This is Ben. Ben's <laughs> tactic on the song rankings was to make a terrible list so that when we got to all the other <laughs> rankings, we're just like... Well, it could have been this. Oh, I guess he's yeah, fine. Could have been so much worse. Remember, Madonna I had the it. average lowest and the average highest too, so I won that list. <laughs> it's the it long was not con. A competition. Ben's <laughs> long con. <laughs> yeah, Ben, I won. I won the game of ranking the ball. I love we're doing personal rankings, and Ben's like, I think I won that round, guys. <laughs> uh, um, oh. let's. Let's just jump into my number 26. I already gave it away. It's Brad Whitaker, Ben. Uh, <laughs> and Noah. Uh, no, like, in all honesty, I mean, he's just kind of annoying in the movie. And I guess we all do have our own criteria. And for one thing, I think Brad Whitaker suffers as a villain just because Koskoff probably has, similar to what I said about Red Grant and Rosa Klebb, you know, Red Grant has more screen time, but he's not necessarily a villain. Koskoff and Whitaker are kind of both shared lead villains here. Koskoff definitely has more screen time. Whitaker is, like, such a non-factor in this movie, and he's just so annoying. And, like, the, the scene with him, uh, what does he do in this? He builds a model, you know, war table and plays with toy soldiers, and this is supposed to make him intimidating. So Whitaker is an easy bottom for me. Whoa. Well. <laughs> Didn't know you were into that kind of thing, Colin. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, 2018, the Sorry, year of big reveals. It, it, <laughs> um, so, well, I think we revealed that in the Die Another Day episode with Colin, didn't we? Um, what, but, that he likes to um, be a top? 
that he likes people without tops. Um, okay. Did anyway. I miss the David Pierce episode? <laughs> oh, you love right. Pierce Brosnan David. without his top on? That's right. Oh, that's okay. right, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, you were like, you like way before Kevin Spacey. You were like <laughs> saying you were gay <laughs> way before it was trendy. Um, but yeah, Brad Whitaker, I feel like I have something to say about him very soon. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Uh, All right. As in, like, God. right now, number 25, Brad <laughs> Whitaker. Um, yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. He pretty much doesn't leave the one room for the entire movie. Um, but I like Joe Don Baker, but I think he's better with his Muffy tattoo or whatever it was in the other movies. <laughs> Muffy? Um, um, <laughs> yeah, he he makes a better kind of CIA guy than um, CIA whatever guy. he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I like the concept of having an American villain, so maybe that's why he gets just slightly above Koskov because it's a bit more original. But if you're going to do that, at least do something good, like make it memorable. Uh, so it sounds like I hate the Living Daylights, but these two are equal bottom for me. I thought we were going to rank them together, so I only put him above just because he's a bit more unique. But yeah, Brad Whitaker sucks. I like Living Daylights, but these villains are not good. Um. I'm about to talk to him in, about him in a sec, so I guess you Colin's talk to him. already talked about him. Do I just go now? I've got nothing else to say. Brad Whitaker. Number 25, <laughs> Brad Whitaker. Um, <laughs> boo, <laughs> Colin wins this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's just like, I don't know what else to add. I was going to say, I like Joe Don Baker. I, I, I like him in Goldeneye Tomorrow Never Dies, but as a villain, it's shit, um, which... It's just one of these weird things that, you know, they rehired him because, what, they like, well, sorry, your villain was so shit a couple of films ago. <laughs> Come back. Although, hashtag should have been Felix. Um, but... Oh, on Baker was sitting with uh, Cubby Broccoli. That's how he got the role. True. He was the Kevin Spacey of the 90s. Um, but... Well, I suppose Kevin Spacey was around in the 90s, wasn't he? Maybe Kevin Spacey and Joe Don Baker. Um, <laughs> I think Kevin Spacey was the Kevin Spacey of the oh, 90s. I'm so uncomfortable making Kevin Spacey jokes. I like Kevin Spacey. Uh, but Brad, oh. <laughs> Brad Whitaker, yes. Um, I, Yeah, that's all I have to say. Okay, I agree with you. Move on. Oh, can, we, can we just hear that again? Can we just hear that again? I agree with you. <laughs> there it was. Oh, I love it when Why you say that. Because <laughs> there's a better villain that you put lower than Brad Whitaker. Boo. Who is it? His bottom, Dominic Green, the only possible one who's been lower than Brad Whitaker. <laughs> my bottom? I'd rather have other people as a bottom in that point. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that your 25? Oh, am I supposed to go now? We're done with Brad Whitaker? Well, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, what else do you want me to we say? We're done with him in 1985. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's let the controversy start Aww. here. <laughs> um, but I just want it to be known that me, the one who spent all of Living Daylights criticizing the Living Daylights, does not have the bottom two of his list as Living Daylight villains, because I'm going to switch it up here. It's a win for Timothy um, Dalton. You're actually sort of not hating on Timothy Dalton for once, sort of. The win for freaking Oscar. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, Noah, the big supporter of this movie, that... The worst Blofeld of all time oh, is easily oh, Charles Craig. There is no way. Just like Brad Whitaker, he's just kind of embarrassing to watch. There is nothing menacing about him. Uh, it's actually kind of just campy and cheesy. And uh, he was just completely the wrong guy for the role. Like, there is not even one 
nuance or uh, gesture that he makes in the movie that sells him as a real respectable villain. Like, I, I if if we were to have taken Brad Whitaker off this list, which I often forget Brad Whitaker's a villain. I mean, Blofeld has always been like my bottom ba- bottom the barrel villain. Noah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speechless. Oh. oh, I'm after Colin. Yes, I thought you, you were. Are. Oh, You're we haven't Colin's done this in a long time. Um, <laughs> I, I thought Whitaker was. Um, <laughs> you know my yeah. name, Noah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, the gay Blofeld. Um, <laughs> Charles Gay. Um... Look what the cat dragged in. Uh, no, I, I disagree. Yes, he is terrible, but there's just something fun, and I just want to watch Diamonds Are Forever right now. And I don't know, Colin, I think in becoming a father, you've turned into a bit of a Scrooge, because um, <laughs> you're like the grumpy old dad now, because he's fun. Yes, he's Children terrible, but he's fun. <laughs> um, so you won't be seeing Charles Gay soon for me, but um, it's not. It's not in the top ten, but I think he's fun, and that movie you just got to take not seriously. But yeah, he is the worst boy. Can we just establish the last time we did one of these? Colin actually wasn't a father. That Jamie was like ready to burst at any second. If you go back and listen to the song episode, Drop Dead Ben, um, we kept making references to oh Jamie's going to pop anytime soon. Um, that's because she was watching I don't know one of the shirtless scenes in the best of twenty seventeen. Um, Look, I wasn't expecting him to be this low. Uh, I mean, I will say he's the lowest Blofeld on my list. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a bit with Noah in terms of I like Diamonds Are Forever. Um, I mean, he does legitimately dress up in a dress. <laughs> cross-dressing villain. Blofeld does cross-dress. I mean, Ori Goldfinger, you know... <laughs> Definitely, he def- was revolutionary. Definitely takes Charles the line, Trump. put a wig on it to absolute truth. Sanchez <laughs> um, in a nice ball gown. Yeah, um, I it won't be too long till I talk about him, but it also won't be too soon. So, um, but yeah, I, I would agree that he's the worst of the four Blofelds. That's about as much as I'll add right now. Okay, now is it my turn? Because I've completely it is lost Noah Groves. Uh, so number 24, now we're getting into, we've got the living daylights out of the way. This is going to be an interesting one, because I don't know if you guys are high on this guy or low on this guy, um, but I do not like this villain at all. I think I had this film lowest out of everyone here. I don't hate the film. There's a lot of good stuff in it, but there's also Parrots and Margaret Thatcher. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number 24 is Ari Christatos for me. Uh, this guy is Julian Glover. Look, he's a good actor, but he's just so bland. And maybe I should have put him high because I do love the kind of twist of, oh, this person's a good guy, and then that person's a bad guy. And, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on the Columbo. The, the ally's name. Columbo, yeah. Um, so that should have maybe bumped it up, and I may be regretting this, but Uncle Ari uh yeah, not, not even BB can save this guy. I just find him to be so boring. Um, could have been so much better with the plot twist. So, yeah, that should have bumped him up, but it just doesn't. I I really, this is one of the few that I really just hate. Like, he's just annoying to me and so bland. And 
Julian Glover could have done a better Bond villain. So uh, I love that Bondpedia here is telling me that he is a fictional Greek smuggler. Oh. Like, oh thanks for that. Uh, an arrival of Columbo. So, yeah, Ari Christatos, I'm sorry if this is controversial. I'm not really sure if it is or not, but I'm not a fan of this villain at all. Um, I'll be talking about him very soon. Colin. <laughs> Poor Uncle Ari. Um... <laughs> I don't think he would approve of this, really. I'll, I'll look after BB. I... It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> she's exactly Ben's tape. <laughs> yeah, not she's Canadian. Not <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Fury's Only movie. I can't really disagree with anything you said, Noah, because the idea of the character was so much more interesting than what they did with him. And I, I feel like him and Columbo, it's really the same plot. It's the same idea they use for both of them. And somehow with less screen time, they pulled it off with Columbo's character. And somehow with way more screen time, they failed to really sell that whole good guy or bad guy, you know, smuggler thing with Cristados. So I think he gets a little bit of extra points because he was played by Julian Glover and not Charles Gray. But it's fair (laughs) enough to have him at least, you know, in the bottom portion of this list. Uh, well, that's my turn next, and at number 24, Christados! Uh, oh, another match. See, this is disgusting. Ben really does, with Ben. He really doesn't have a mind of his own. He just waits no. for one of us to say a name. He's like, that's my next one. I, I actually haven't done any rankings. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good spot for him. 24. Um, I, I will say that I like For Your Eyes Only. Uh, so I like the film. Um, I love Columbo. Uh, <laughs> and I love BB, but I don't... <laughs> I mean, the thing also, too, is like in mem- in terms of memorabil- memorability, is that a word? Memorableness? Being memorable. <laughs> no action figures. Like, you, I can look at most of these villains and at least remember a lot about them. Like, I can even probably remember more about Dominic Green, but he's just shit. Um, whereas, like, I couldn't, like, quote any Christatos lines, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, pretty much everything. He's just... He's, just bland. And, I mean, the fight, he doesn't even get killed by Bond. He gets killed by Columbo. So it's like, like, all the big fight that we've all been waiting for. The big battle at the end between Christados and Columbo. Um, so, yeah, no, he's, I agree with Noah. And, um, I'm, yeah, 24 for me. I mean, I don't have much more of an argument than what you made, except for the fact that I will disagree. I think... I liked it better that it was Columbo and him that the battle was between in the end and not Bond. You know, Bond's showdown was with the ATAC. I mean, that was the real <laughs> rivalry of this movie, throwing a, a book bookcase off a well, cliff Well, I'll be talking about ATAC soon, so... Yeah, ATAC coming up in number 23 spot on Ben's list. <laughs> I've got the parrot after that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't believe I'm matching with Ben, but yeah, Christatus, number 24. He's going to be low on the average for him. Um, what number are we at? 24? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm looking for Stratus on here. I'm a little bit higher on him, but this one, I can't believe I'm the highest one to rank Koskov on this list. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not. Colin, you ruined the averages. Uh, I mean, I just, I really, when we, oh, ben I, would I haven't ranked him yet. You're not the highest. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, number 10, Koskov. Hey, you have Koskov. Are we talking about him soon? <laughs> Suddenly I'm defending Kristatos now. 
You know, if I hadn't mentioned Koskov's name right now, Ben would have forgotten he was on this list. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> Koskov. <laughs> Isn't that no, where you go you buy cheap groceries or something like that for bars? Oh, it's Costco. <laughs> Never mind. Bad joke. Move on. <laughs> the great villain of Bond 25, Walmart. <laughs> Ikea. The I Swedish mean, villain. <laughs> you know, honestly, I made my list of 25 villains and then I asked... Uh, are we supposed to have 25? And Ben said, I think it's 26. And I said, screenshot me your list so I can see. And as soon as I saw Koskoff, I'm like, we're including Koskoff and Whitaker? I mean, it is one thing to say, you know, we'll include main villains. But, like, I don't know. Koskoff and Whitaker, if you combine them into a single villain, I don't think they get much higher than 21. But at least Koskoff did have that early stuff. And I kind of never view him as a villain as much just because he does have that fun stuff early on with, you know, uh, him him motorboating the, the prison guard lady or whatever her name is. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, his his exuberance over uh, Formidable, when Javon brings up the cheese or whatever it is. <laughs> I love the character of Koskoff early in the movie, and it, it definitely doesn't improve when they turn into a villain, but... Yeah, I, I just am shocked that I ranked him higher than at least somebody on here. Yeah, I don't even know if he should be on the list, so he's last. I'll be talking about him soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. In um, the vicinity of this episode. So, number 23, um, not quite last, but it is Dominic Green. Um yeah, he's not good. Coming off Casino Royale, I mean, that film altogether is just not good. Uh, he's just so unmemorable. And, you know, Le Chief was also that kind of not quite the main villain, kind of almost a henchman, but still the main villain of the film. And that worked perfectly with Le Chief. Here, it just does not work. Um, you know, I'm still not entirely sure what Quantum even is um, after four films of Daniel Craig, but um, yeah, Dominic Green, nothing memorable about him, and coming off the sheaf, it was just, yeah, not good. Three spots too high, move on. Um, I'll, I'll say it again, I'll reserve my thoughts for him very shortly. Uh, so that's me, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, going back to what I was saying about Christatos in terms of ones that I you know, know who they are, but don't have the most memorable. And I don't know if this is controversial. Again, I don't, I'm kind of similar to what Noah said in terms of opinions on Chris. I don't know where people will sit on this person. I'm, I mean, I'm not, this is maybe the one Bond film that I know the least. I've seen the least and doesn't really stand out to me in many cases. Um, but yeah, Kamal Khan, 23. I mean, he's there. I mean, Ooh. he is okay. He's better than three other people on my list, but it's also the fact that I don't, like, what stands out about him? You know, he's after an egg, isn't he? That's basically what he's after. Um, cool. Um, he likes his sustenance. Um, but I'm just not an Octopussy fan. It's just such a meh film, and he's such just a meh villain. So, um, yeah, I can't, like, this is kind of my bottom sort of five and six are just very meh to me. And, um, yeah, Kamal Khan, he doesn't stand out enough for me to put him any higher than 23. I mean, I can't fault you for putting him low based on your argument, but I feel like your argument is basically if this movie had had any song other than All Time High, I would have ranked him in my top 15. Because um, <laughs> you seem to have this thing against Octopussy. 
You don't I, I don't think it's Timothy Dalton. <laughs> hey, I ranked, you know, what, at least one non-Timothy Dalton <laughs> Living Daylights villain higher <laughs> than <laughs> Sean Connery villain. Um, I, I can always go fall back on that. Uh, no, I, I feel like the actor deserves so much more credit than this. Like, Louis Jordan was so good as Kamal Khan. Uh, and, it, again, it's hard to make an argument because his character doesn't stand out so much as a villain. It's another one of these confusing movies where you, you kind of are led to believe, well, is Octopussy the villain? Is Orloff the villain? Is Khan the villain? But, I mean, the performance, I think, is really solid and deserving of a higher spot than this. I can't fault you for putting Kamal Khan slow, but I can fault you for the fact that you haven't put Kozkov up yet. <laughs> <laughs> That is all. <laughs> oh, it's Michael? Uh, no, it's Colin's turn. Is oh, it? it's Colin's turn? I don't know. <laughs> We've lost track. It's of Jamie's turn. Already. It's uh, Jamie. All right. Now's my time to make my defense for Dominic Green at number oh, 23. That is a <laughs> stupid sentence. Time, oh, we had a match. <laughs> the first time somebody's defending somebody on here, and it's in the number 23 spot. Uh, look, I think the bottom three are easily bad villains. I, I don't think there's anybody else from this point on who is really without some redemption. Is Dominic Green the worst one of the redeemable ones? Yes. But he's he at least has this interesting idea behind him. I like the, the whole cowardly thing that you, you criticize, Ben, where he just sort of is like, oh, I told you whatever you wanted to know, and then he, he, he ends up you know wandering the desert and drinking motor oil or whatever. Uh, it, it's a fun idea, and I think even some of the scenes he had with Camille had this sinister thing about him that's very similar to Vargas, who, again, wasn't a great villain, but there was a better idea behind him. Um, I think, unlike what I said with uh, with Kamal Khan or even with Christados, I feel like the performance from the guy that plays Green, I can't remember his name yeah, now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Matthew. Matthew. Amalek, yeah. Um, um, I feel like his performance doesn't help matters, and... There's been a lot of bland characters over the years that have really been carried by great performances. So him being this low on the list and him receiving as much criticism as he does as a villain, I think has more to do with the performance and the character itself. Because there are some okay ideas behind the character. Uh, yeah, I put him also in 23, so I agree. Three spots too high, move on. Um, so number 22... Um, now, this guy, I think, suits the film uh, that he's in. Um, and he has the look of a villain, but is just not that memorable, as Ben already said. <laughs> Lots of agreeing with Ben. So, number 22, I've got Kamal Khan. Uh, I don't think he's terrible. I mean, these bottom ones are not great. He's, he's not memorable, but for the film, I think he works. He's He definitely plays the good villain. I think Roger Moore and him play off each other quite well. Um, but yeah, in the grand scheme of things, Kamal Khan is just not doing it. Um, so I think, I think I'm more of a Gobinda fan, really. Um, I will just add, I mean, I've put him up already. I agree with what, um, Colin said in terms of, uh, is it Louis Jordan, Jordan, however you say his name? Um, great performance, but, and I agree with Noah. I think he has great sort of back and forth with Roger Moore, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've said my piece. <laughs> I love, I just want to add one thing. Uh, what Colin said about the performance, yes. And what Noah said, the chemistry, I'll add that too. <laughs> Shut up. 
And what John, what John Fled said about him in the commentary as well has me thinking <laughs> great. Like, oh, can I just also make another defense on Dominic Greed? I actually disagree with Ben. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm just going to say this. He's not coming up anytime real soon on my rankings. Um, <laughs> you said you kind of liked him. So? Because <laughs> you said um, <laughs> is it me? No, yeah, it is me. Um, or did you finish? Did I interrupted you? Or um, number twenty-two, Kozkov. Um, <laughs> look. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the thing that I, the reason why I put him like a few slots higher is like I kind of what what Colin was saying. He's entertaining, <laughs> and like I like that early stuff. And he's just got such, like a he's a bit of a bit of fun about him. Like as a villain, he's a pretty forgettable villain. But as a character, like, that's why it just, it elevates him <clears throat> slightly for me. Excuse me. Because I just, I, I remember him and I think he's, he's fun just when we're kind of watching him. So, uh, that's the only reason why he goes a few slots higher than me. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think we've established that Living Daylights collectively has the worst villain villains. And on the averages, he, both the Living Daylights villains will be in the bottom three. So... Yeah, um, you two have already put him up a long time ago, but uh, yeah, for me, Kozkov, 22nd. I just think it's interesting, you know, this is, sounds sad, but it's interesting what Ben said earlier <laughs> when he was saying, you know, <laughs> we're all going to rank these on a different criteria uh, because it's kind of true, but like at the same time, all of us have ranked, Ben ranked him way higher than he should have, which is only two spots higher than me, which is four spots higher than Noah, but... I think we all agreed he was a fun character. It's just he did not work in any way as a villain. And I think if we were to do this entire ranking, instead of ranking them as who was the best villain, rank them as in out of these 26, who was the most entertaining character, I think Koskoff would get bumped up instantly on all of our lists. So Agreed. something we can say positive about Koskoff. Yeah, this is the joke that he's in 22. <laughs> <laughs> you put Dominic Green in 23, that's a joke. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's my turn now. Cristados, 22. Uh, let's take him. Ben, Noah, have you put up Cristados yet? Uh, yes, 24. Okay. Uh, ben, did you put up Cristados? Yeah, 24. <laughs> okay. So I guess I'm an idiot for putting him in 22. <laughs> <laughs> I love that all of our positions, we're only like five villains in, but we're like, oh my god, how did you put them two yeah, spots what, higher? I'm rid of four. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, is he so he's officially off the board? So yeah, how many are off the board four. so far? Four are off. Kristoff, we with uh, Kristoff and Dominic. Right? <laughs> yeah, we've only ranked five people. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and yet we're bickering. Yeah, we're still told you I would be sensible. Yeah. This one. <laughs> <laughs> There's twenty one more to go. Uh, no, I mean Kristoff. He's all right. He's not. Terrible. The funny thing is, is that I think when I saw the Fury Eyes Only movie, I probably was in love with Christados at the time. You know, just because it was Julian Glover. I mean, here you have this Star Wars and Indiana Jones villain. You know, now we, we also have he was a Doctor Who. He's James Bond, Game of Thrones. I mean, this guy's just done everything. Uh, he's also ditched the Winnipeg Comic Con three years in a row. So I probably would have had you in twenty one. <laughs> you bothered to show up here, Julian Glover. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wow. has a rivalry. Um, yeah, I've already had him out. I didn't know if mine was going to be controversial, but apparently we all agree that Chris Dudles 
sucks. So I don't think he'll approve at all. Yeah, but we can buy uh, Nisa ice cream. Nothing, Dad. I agree. Of course, I do. Okay, so number 21. I'm not sure if this is going to be controversial or not. Um, I love this film. One of my all-time favorite films. Um, but this villain, I like their plan. Uh, it's just, it's kind of like Grandpa is just showed up and decided he's going to be a bad guy. And it's like, oh, what are you doing, old Grandpa Carl? Um, so Stromberg from the <laughs> I Love Me, like, He's really just fat German guy who's just like, oh, look at me. Um, it's not menacing at all. And even like he's got like the webbed finger thing going on, like the C kind of thing. Um, you know, even that, the disfigurement is played better with so many more villains like Dr. No, uh, even Kananga and stuff like that, that it's just kind of like they could have played that up more. Um, I do like some of the stuff with his machine gun that he's got there, but and I love his film lair. I don't know if that's criteria or if we're going to rank the lairs one time or something, but um, I want to put this guy higher, and Spy Love Me is already, I think, was my top film, but it could be my top, top film if it just had a stronger villain. So I'm not sure if this is controversial, but, I mean, can you ever trust someone who's called Kurt Jürgen? I <laughs> I never trust a Kurt Jürgen. <laughs> There's our episode title. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I can't keep saying this. You're just going to laugh at me. I agree with Noah. Um, he's actually coming up quite soon for me, too, and I was worried that people were going to shoot me down. But, um, yeah, I mean, this thing with The Spy I Love Me, I'm like, it's such a good film. It's got, you know great uh, plot line, it's got great Bond girl, it's got George, it's got like the best song according to us in our rankings. Andor. <laughs> yes. Um, it's, I mean, it's such a great film, but like, imagine if this had, a, you know, a Scaramanga or a Goldfinger and just, this would almost be perfect. And some people agree that it is, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he's kind of a bit bland. The web finger thing is just kind of a bit forced. Um, and like people go off about some other villain quirks, which, you know, we'll talk about at some point throughout this, but I think that's just dumb. Um, it's up there with a bleeding eye. Ooh, his, his eye bleeds. Ooh, he's got webbed fingers. Ooh, look out. Um, but I love Atlantis. Atlantis is a great lair and I hope we do get to rank lairs because that would be a fantastic one. I'd love to do that one, but, uh, I I think, um, it also should be pointed out and you guys can fact check me on this, uh, I believe Stromberg will then also be the first non-Fleming character main yeah. villain uh, because up to that point they were following the book. Obviously, there's differences between the villains, but they're still following this, the first kind of completely new main villain. Well, that's got to do yeah, with Yeah, I books. mean, like, Kananga's half, but, like, you can count well, Mr. Big, but not Kananga. There's similarities there. Though. Yeah, I mean, he has half the character, but... I don't know. I I just think it's funny. We've got Uncle Ari and Grandpa Carl. Like everybody's gonna have to be a member of the Bond family by the end of this. Aunt Rosa. Well, it's just the old person hate Collins loving this. Cousin Carver. I can't wait. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's, he's another one of those villains like Christados that maybe just because I loved the Spy Love Me as a movie, I always thought of him higher. But when I sat down to do the rankings, I mean, I'm not gonna give it away exactly. I don't have him that much higher than this, but. There is one scene that I'll talk about when I get to the uh, my ranking forum where I do feel he has like this menacing quality about him. 
I think it's just unfortunate. And, and again, for Noah to rank the Spy Love Me villain this low, you know that there must be something wrong with him. But you just get so overshadowed by Jaws. Like, I don't think anybody could have been in the, this position and done much better than Uncle Carl. Good old Uncle Carl, eh? Um, my turn, isn't it? Uh, Grandpa. So, Grandpa, Grandpa him, him too. Um, so, I guess you've had your sort of... Well, maybe it's not controversial, is it? Because like we kind of all seemingly were in a bit of agreement there. Um, I am going to put up someone who I feel this might be controversial. Um, uh oh, yeah, Oric Golfing. No, um, I no, no, not <laughs> Ben. Really, is breaking his ranking up on the spot. It's like I am going to put up somebody who isn't uh, really bad. I am not. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this film. I know at least one of us is a huge fan of this film. Uh, I'm just gonna, Emilio Largo, he's, I mean, he has an eye patch. He's, like, <laughs> he can drive boats fast. Uh, <laughs> but, like, he's just, he's kind of, like, he's just, to me, he doesn't seem menacing enough. Like, even with Inspector, what is he, like, number four or something? What is he? What number? <laughs> like, yeah, I, like, I just, I don't get this whole sort of, like, hierarchy, and we talked a lot about this through those films. Oh, wait, he is number two. No, he's number two. I just, I was, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, but, like, I just, why is he number two? Like, what is so good about him <laughs> that he's behind Blofeld? I just, I'm not scared of this guy, and he's kind of just, he just gives me the shits, and I just don't like Thunderball. So, um, and in terms of memorability, again, going over that, I just... Just can't rank him any higher. This is based on the top twenty, so I don't. I don't want Lago in my top twenty. He's not going to be in my top twenty. Um, <laughs> so that's funny. I win apparently. this one. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Emilio Lago. Emilio, Emilio, twenty-one. I don't want him in my top twenty. Hashtag not my top twenty. <laughs> Not my bond <laughs> This is where you've got. To, this is where you got to rank him next, and you're going to say hashtag me too. <laughs> oh, we, that would really work for a guy like Largo. Um, yeah, let's let, be honest; he's done I'll, that. I'll I'll talk about him and and my opinion on this ranking in a little bit. But really, there's there's some things that you I think are missing with Largo. Tell me so I can change um, my opinion. <laughs> I can't because his ranking may not be that far away from me. <laughs> I thought you were going to go off of me. I thought you were because I know you love Thunderbolt. I thought you were going to be like, "Ah, oh, big drop team." Well, again, um, I have an argument, but it's just it's not strong enough to overcome, you know, him being kind of average. Yeah, um, I don't think it's super controversial. He's not my next one or anything like that, but I think you make a lot of points. I think there are some decent things with Largo. Um, the eye patch is I like the eye patch. Um, I don't like Thunderball, but. You know, Lago has some stuff going for him, but it's not super controversial. You won't see him straight away, but I'll get more to it shortly, kind of. Okay. Well, I'll jump into it now. I, I agree with Ben. I've got Lago at 21. Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag me too. And... <laughs> um, no, okay, here's the thing. I agree with you because... I, I wanted to put Largo higher because I always loved Thunderball, but I cannot think of a great Largo moment in this movie. I mean, the closest you get to it is where he's holding Domino hostage in the end, you know, and he's uh, saying, what is he going to, like, burn her and freeze her, like, talking about the maximum amount of pain he can inflict. 
that is the direction that the character should have gone. If it hadn't been 1965, that's the direction they would have gone in. And I think the Largo from the book is slightly better. He's still not great because, you know, have the, the presence of Blofeld over everything. But if, if it hadn't been so controversial at the time with a lot of his abuse of Domino and everything, if they could have included some of the elements from the books, Largo would have instantly shot up close to the top 10. But kind of like, you know, with some of the other villains here, I mean, their hands are kind of tied. Um, if, if they had the ability to show more, I think Largo would have been an interesting villain. But I think he's, he's really hurt by 1965 censors. Um, the true villain of Bond. Um, so my... Oh, God, I'm tossing up on what to do here. Number 20... Now, I could do something that would probably annoy both of you, or, or I could do something more sensible. Uh, what should I do? Annoys. Um... Annoy us, annoy us. I'm going to annoy you. Um, I'm just going to say the name. I can't draw it out. I'm probably going to annoy both of you. Uh, Number 20, I like Toby Stevens, uh, (laughs) but I have to put Gustav Graves in number 20. Hashtag not my 20. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. Look, he is fun, and maybe I'm a father, maybe I'm the grouch. Um, he is fun, and, you know, die another day, he just sucks balls. Um, I like Toby Stevens. I mean, he could have been Bond in an alternate universe. He is. Um, yeah, well, he is radio voice Bond. <laughs> um, but I don't know about the whole, like, plastic surgery thing going on and um, everything going on here and... North Korean English villain is just a bit too much for me. Uh, then, like, Magic Space. Like, Ben criticizes us over liking Moonraker, but I feel like Gustav <sighs> Graves' space Darth Vader suit is worse than going to space. Um, so, look, he is fun. That's why he's not in the bottom five. Uh, I like some things about him. It's just a bit of sport, Miranda. I'm Toby Stevens. It's fun, <laughs> but... Um, as, like, a great Bond villain, I feel like the kind of mid-teens type thing is going to be, like, the campy ones. A lot of them are going to get ticked off. So, I'm sorry. Gustav Raves, he's out of here. Sorry, I just got distracted. You said mid-teens, and I got excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You said it. Uh, Just before I say anything, can I just play this for the first time? There we go. Haven't heard that in a while. Um, No! What can we play on this? Peppa and we can't Pig. play on the Oz Network now. Available via iTunes. Peppa Pig. Yes, that was Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Is there even a Peppa Pig theme? Uh, uh, I'm Peppa Pig. Pig. Gotta wake up. Yes, and that. Um, Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig. Can I just say, I legitimately thought you both were going to have him in your bottom six. Uh, so the fact that you've got him in your bottom seven... Um, I will take as a win, but um, I think we talked about, are we going to quote people? We can just do the rest of this in a bloody Toby Stevens accent. Uh, I'm not talking about him for a while. Move on. Oh, of course. <laughs> we knew he'd be high on Ben's list. Not as uh, high as you might fun. think. Well, you said that about Madonna <laughs> and then she ended up in the top five. Yeah, number four. Not as high as you might think. <laughs> He is a fun character, and I think that's what saves him a little bit. But 
I can't really defend Graves that much when I criticize Charles Graves Blofeld for the same reason. I mean, he is a very fun, kind of over-the-top character, but he lacks that menacing quality. Uh, in a way, I kind of wish that we had had the original uh, you know, Korean Gustav Graves for the entire movie as a villain, and maybe... You know, he could have been like a side villain, like a Koskov or something. But uh, it was just the wrong guy at the wrong time because I would love to see what Toby Stevens could do in, you know, a proper Bond villain role and maybe not playing a cartoon character with a Robocop suit. Do you think Kim Jong-un is going to try and follow Die Another Day? Like, <laughs> move to England? Like, hello? <laughs> I'm going to show him Toby Stevens today. I'm Toby <laughs> Stevens. Come on, Kim, go back. He's going to do it to Dennis Rodman. That's why he's got Dennis Rodman over there all the time. Um, speaking of... He, he he hasn't been following the news that he'll show up in a Kevin Spacey. And he'll be like, hello, I'm beloved Kevin Spacey. Like, have you not been following the news, Kim? I'm ha- Harvey Weinstein. Um, I... <laughs> speaking of... Inappropriate people? What? No, um... Yeah, I I honestly thought when I put this at number 20 that I was going to get ripped into, but this person went at 25 for Colin, so I'm going for Charles Gray's Blofeld at 20. Um, I will say in defense of him, kind of going back to what I said about Dino, uh, Diamonds Are Forever, that he fits the film because Diamonds Are Forever is a bit silly. Stupid. So, stupid? Well, I wouldn't say stupid. I like Diamonds Are Forever. I'm the middleman here. I don't hate it like you. I don't love it as much as Noah, but I still enjoy Diamonds Are Forever. Um, but I think he fits the film. But again, can we forgive him for dressing in drag? Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> and hashtag Blofeld's bald. Like, come on. Like, no. Um, don't put a wig on it. Take a well, wig off. I've, I've, <laughs> there's going to be someone in your top ten who's not bald and yeah. shares the name Blofeld. He's, <laughs> that's different. It's a new... Blofeld. That's different because I like him. He gets shaved in prison. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, to me, easily the worst of the four Blofelds. Hashtag sneaks in the top 20, but um, Charles Gray, look what the cat dragged out of the top 20. Into the, well, whatever, he's technically there. Easily worse than this. Shady Tree would be more appropriate in a top 20 spot. Um, yeah. You'll see him soonish for me. Um, I'll have him the highest, but uh, he's not far away. But I like Charles. Well, I actually don't like Gustav Graves as much as Noah thought I would, because <laughs> I've got oh. him in number twenty. <laughs> wow, there we go. I don't I, know why. I thought you would be a Gustav Graves fan. Actually, well. In all honesty, I mean, I think I defended him in our episode just because I think he brings a little bit of life and he's unfairly criticized. I think he's one of these ones like Dominic Green where maybe I defend him partly because he's not as bad as people say he is. I don't know. Is he really considered a bad villain or is he just one that people forget about? I mean, the the Robocop suit suit does not help him. And thanks for choosing that as your profile pick, Ben. Uh, I should say I had him in my top 10 before Ben put his Robocop (laughs) suit in his profile pick. It's even dumber than I remember. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many mistakes they made in this movie, but Toby Stevens gives it his all, and I, I wish that they had kept him as the smarmy villain for the entire thing, and if just the reveal of him being this, you know, incredible uh, Korean soldier just doesn't work. Uh, I don't think we needed to see Toby Stevens in a fight. You know, maybe Pierce Brosnan needed it because it wasn't going to be plausible with him fighting 
with anybody other than Toby Stevens at his age. But it's just none of it works. Uh, I will give Toby Stevens credit, though. And I will say I'm excited to see Toby Stevens starring in the new remake of Lost in Space coming out soon. Oh, oh that's a Netflix show, isn't it? Yeah. I'll watch that. Let's, let's cover it on the Oz Network, available via iTunes. Done! <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's just a bit yeah. of danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> we shared our number 20 spot for him. He's fun. But, yeah, Robocop, after seeing Ben's picture with the Robocop <laughs> suit, I'm almost thinking it should have been lower, because that's just so dumb. I actually just looked at my profile picture and put it higher, because I think it's awesome. So, um, yeah, I'll be talking about it <laughs> later. Um... All right, so I feel like we should quickly recap um, where we have everyone at this point uh, now that we're moving into hashtag YesMy20. Um, so for me, number 26, I have Yorgi Koskov, and no, that's not a dog. Uh, number 25, it's uh, Muffy's jo- uh, Joe Whittaker, <laughs> Brad Whittaker. Um, any, any Bond villain called Brad can't be in the top 20. <laughs> we should just point that Brad, out. Brad's a Brad. douche guy <laughs> plays water polo. <laughs> Brad. Um, <laughs> number 24, I've got, I don't think my uncle Ari Christotos would approve. Number 23, uh, guzzling that oil, it's Dominic Green. Number 22, uh, I like them scrambled, it's Kamal Khan. Uh, number 21, uh, fish out of water, Carl Stromberg. And number 20, good stuff, Braves. Uh, I have 26, the true spot for Dominic Piece of Shit Green. Uh, <laughs> number 25, everybody's least favourite water polo player, Brad Whitaker. Uh, <laughs> 24, Aristotle Christados. He's one of those historical figures that I think I don't know anything about. Uh, 23, I have Camel Khan, because uh, he's got a couple of humps on him. Uh, 22... Uh, I have everybody's favourite low-cost supermarket, uh, Koskov. Uh, 21, I have Emilio Largo, good eye patch, but that's about it. And number 20, I have everybody's favourite homosexual Bond villain that isn't in Skyfall, um, Charles Gray's Blofeld. <laughs> number 26, I have Captain Douche Brad Whitaker. Number 25... <laughs> Charles Gray, who is not gay, just a crossdresser. Uh, Twenty-four. <laughs> Jordy Koskoff. Gordy Koskoff. <laughs> Twenty-three. Dominic Green deserves to be higher than Ben's ranking. Twenty-two. Poor Julian Glover. Uh, you'll never no show Comic Con again. Christados. Twenty-one. Emilio Largo. Eye patch and all. And twenty. GG Gustav Graves. Um, so moving into the ha- hashtag yes my twenty, um, uh, joining you two, I can't believe because I thought I was going to have him the lowest because I'm not a fan of this guy at all. But apparently, I like him more than you guys. Uh, number nineteen, it's Emilio Lago. Um, look, he fits the the film, long, drawn out, and boring. Um, <laughs> so he, he, he he fits that. Um, I like the eye patch. That does it for me. Um, I have a thing for eye patches. Um, <laughs> uh, I like the kind of he's not the top boss guy. Kind of what Lashif and that were kind of later on. This was like an early thing for that. Uh, but I guess Ben's right. Why is he number two? Like he's not even that good. Um, but I, I do like the scene with the cards. That's memorable enough for me to at least have something memorable for him. Um, 
But yeah, he's not necessarily terrible. He's just kind of boring. So maybe it's a bit too high, but yeah, number 19, it's going to be Largo. I love hearing those words. I guess Ben is right and Ben's right. Oh, it's just what a year 2018 is. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Oh, shut up! Oh, it started. I love hearing you yell at me, Colin. Gets me excited. Um, Isn't also the name of the teacher in The Simpsons? The music teacher? I don't know. Mr. What? The music teacher in The Simpsons? Isn't his name Largo? Isn't that Is it? Mr. Saxophone? It might be. Can we get a fact checker on that? Oh, hang on. Let me do we have a fact Hang on. Check? Got Matt Groening on the line. Hang on a minute. Uh, Jamie. Matt. Do we you Largo? You're right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he's a better Largo. Hashtag not my Largo. Hashtag Emilio Estevez <laughs> is better in the Mighty Ducks. Hashtag better Emilio. Um, Largo's okay, but <laughs> I think if we were to rank everything about Thunderball, like henchmen, main woman, secondary woman, music, I would put Thunderball in the top ten for pretty much everything except for Largo and henchmen for Vargas. Uh, speaking of ranking things highly, except for one part of it, uh, Noah put him up at 21. I'm putting up Carl Strumberg at 19. Um, webbed hands, just no. Uh, Grandpa, Carl, cool. Um, I like the fact that he, like, sucks people into shark tanks. That's kind of cool. Um, but other than that, I don't really have a whole lot more to say on him. And we don't need a Bond villain called Carl. Like, I mean, is his hands in Lenny? Uh, <laughs> Carl and Lenny, you know, like hashtag not my Carl, <laughs> hashtag not my Carl. Uh, we're gonna get to speed this thing up very quickly because I also have Stromberg in nineteen, so let's just kill two birds with one stone here. Uh, but here's my defense of Stromberg. As far as a menacing villain, I think a lot of it has to do with Jaws. I do love Grandpa Carl's voice. I think he has the voice of a Bond villain. There's the one moment where I think they, they hit on something with a character that just having a guy sit in a chair surrounded by fish, you know, that only works for Dr. No if you have claws for hands, and Bad. webs aren't the same as claws. But the moment where Bond leaves and uh, Anya leave, and he just suddenly gives the rundown of everything he knows about them, that kind of comes across a little bit like a scary villain because they just walk out of the room and he knows everything about them. I love that one moment. And uh, I think I always look back on that one moment when I think about Grandpa Carl as a great Bond villain. But in all fairness, you can't compete with Jaws. So, yeah, he'd be my 19 as well. Yeah, I mean, I've already put him up. I do like the shark tank scene. That's pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, he's got to get on the treadmill a bit if he wants to make the top 10 villains. <laughs> Hashtag fat Bond villains aren't in the top 10. <laughs> well, maybe one. There's only room for one fat man in the Bond universe. Yeah, and it's not Carl. Hurley? Jodan <laughs> Baker? No. Uh, is it me now? I yes. don't even know. Well, Colin, uh, we're going um, well here. Good good job there, Colin. Here. So number 18, um, like Stromberg, you guys have already put this one up. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. I just um, thought you'd have this person higher. Sorry. Yeah, it's the gay Blofeld. Um, look what the cat dragged in. He's fun. Come on, Grandpa Colin. He's fun. Uh, but yeah, as I said, I'm kind of putting a lot of the campy ones up now. Like if Gustav Grave is going in 20, then I think Charles Gay should be going in 18. 
Um, it's really not Blofeld. Like, they should have called him something else. And this should have been the revenge story. I kind of wish they had Donald Pleasant for all of them, but uh, what can you do? So I like him for the movie. I love the movie. If you just take it for what it is, it's fun. Uh, and he's memorable. You have to at least say that he's got a lot of kind of funny lines, a lot of memorable moments, and just seeing him run around almost like a slapstick film, like going from like, let's go into this room. Oh, there's Blofeld, and then he's here in the casino, and it's just fun. Um, his death in the Bathos Harp is a bit, bit much, uh, but I like Charles Gray. I, I just don't think he should be called Blofeld. Um, and, yeah, it, it's really... It's a bit cringy, but I just think it's fun. So, underrated. Based on Brad and Carl, he should be called, like, Frank or Connor or something like that. Um, Connor. Connor. Connor Blofeld? Hi, I'm Connor Blofeld. Um, Yeah, look, I put him up before. Um, I I think it's fascinating the fact that, except for two, we've basically, what, now gotten rid of six, seven villains? Basically, no, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So we're all on a pretty same page here. So, um, yeah, but um, I nothing else to add. Echoing what I said about Shady Tree, the real Klaus Hergesheimer would have made a better villain than Charles Gray's Blofeld. Um, oh. Now, I don't know if this is controversial. Um, Uh-oh. I, look, the thing I find about this era of Bond is you've got 50% great villains, 50% well, maybe 25% terrible villain and 25% eh. I, look, this is a great film. Um, so much goodness about this film and I love it every you know time I watch it again, appreciate it more, even though it's not necessarily my favourite Bond actor and not my favourite Bond era. Um, I mean, he's a classic villain. Take not my Bond. <laughs> he's a classic villain. Uh, we saw him a couple of times in non-official films and then we finally got him in an official film. But he's just like... There's nothing wrong with him, and I oh, love, I love Mads. No. I love Mads. Love no. Mads to bits. What? But no. What? <laughs> Bear with me. We're supposed me. to be Mads about Mickelson. <laughs> Bear with me. But like the character of Lashif, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Everyone's hung up on me. <laughs> Everyone's listening. <laughs> uh, how was your episode, Ben? Uh, I'm already up to number one, Gustav Graves. Um, where did you guys go? Um, just... oh, uh, have you had time to go and sit in the corner and think about your life a bit? Um, can I continue, or are you two going to be little bitches and cry about this? I don't um, know. I don't... <laughs> Look, I just want to say about the sheep that, like, he's meant, but like, he's under people. Like, he's he's like he's a, he's people's bitch in this movie. Like. And he's menacing as a bitch. And, like, his demise is kind of lame. Mr. White just walks in the room and shoots him in the head. Like, okay. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel there's more we could have had with him. I've not read the book. So, like, you know, I don't know. But, like, I, I felt that, like, he's just not a menacing enough villain to me to put him higher. Because all he really does that's evil in this movie is poison Bond and play a card game and bleeds in an eye 
and nearly gets his girlfriend's arm chopped oh. off by yeah. random That's African all. man. Stop just finances every terrorist in the world. You know, nothing really evil. But, but like, I'm ranking this based on lots of different criteria, and in terms of menacing, he's doing behind the scenes yeah. stuff. No, you like, are. you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Look, I'm sorry, Lashif, 18, drop dead, Ben. I don't care. Hashtag not my double R seven. That's all I have to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was getting a bit worried. We were agreeing with Ben quite a bit, but all is right in the universe again, because this is like putting whatever songs he put down here, like Goldeneye and everything like that. Um, yeah. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> I look forward. I look forward to Hashtag hearing your my defense ben. of Lashif. Oh, there's, there'll be plenty to come when we get much higher pretty than Pretty much 18. everything you said as to why you don't like him is pretty much why I like him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you like the bitch Bond villain. Okay, gotcha. Yes! This begins the portion of the show where we mention all the villains that are so much worse than Le Chief. <laughs> Ben can look like an idiot. Uh, let's start with number 18. Hugo Drax, Ben? You hear like, that in soon? <laughs> I'm sure we will. Not soon enough. Uh, like, I, I'm going to get more critical of the villains from this point on. I feel like normally I feel like I want to kind of give what I liked about the villains even at this part. But this is just going to become like, Ben, like Hugo Drax, what does he do? <laughs> He's a billionaire. He, he he eats cucumber sandwiches. He feeds Le his dog. Gets threatened and plays cards. Ooh, it's Mads Mikkelsen. So what? Tell me the name of the guy. Who What's the name of the guy who played Hugo Drax? Mads Drickelson. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I got nothing against Hugo Drax, but like. What an unimportant character in the scheme of things. And sure, his his plot to, to kill the world is incredible, but it's it doesn't make any sense. They don't explain why he's doing this, you know, and he's not that menacing when he's eating cucumber sandwiches and feeding his dogs. Ben. Uh, can we just say that Ben put Gustav Graves above Lashie? <laughs> um, I will gladly defend looking... the shit out of that. That is a valid opinion. I'm looking at that Robocop. Robocop picture and I... <laughs> oh my eye bleeds oh I'm menacing don't let me wipe it away um, with a tissue what and Charles Gray is menacing I mean not Charles Gray Gustav Graves yes he's got a robo suit uh, tracks. and an Asian yeah. guy with diamonds in his face as a backup um I agree with pretty much everything you said about Hugo Drax it's just I'll have him a bit higher but we're in that kind of middle section where the next five are kind of almost interchangeable but I, I like him a bit better, but I pretty much agree with everything you said. Uh, he is worse than Lishi. I am going to talk about him very soon. Move on. Um, so, number 17. I don't think this will be a controversial opinion, but nothing will be a controversial opinion anymore, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> like Goldfinger. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, but number 17. This guy is fun. Uh kind of stands out is a unique Bond villain. Um, does have a kind of deformity, but it's not as memorable as some of the other ones. Um, and this guy is fun, but at the end of the day, he's kind of just a drug dealer. Um, oh. And 
Well, there are two drug dealers in James Bond, so I don't think you're going to be as disgusted, because this is Mr. Big, oh, um, not probably the one that you thought was going to be. <laughs> hang up on you in a second there. <laughs> uh, so, Dr. Kananga, I like him. I like that he's kind of what the leader of San Monique, this kind of made-up island nation place. Um, he is memorable, but I almost feel like his team is more memorable, like uh, Teehee and Baron Samadhi and Whisper. I, I almost feel like Team Kananga uh, is almost more memorable. It's kind of like a whole group of them rather than just Mr. Big. But I like him, Fat Albert. I kind of like the <laughs> twist of him being like this Harlem kind of gangster, but also the leader of this island place. So there is a lot of good stuff, but ultimately, yeah, he is just a drug dealer, and it just doesn't um, really stand out above the rest of them, really. But I, I do like Dr. Kananga. Uh, Mr. Big's cool. He'll be coming up very soon as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, he is one of the most memorable deaths. Um, balloon head. Um, but <laughs> he's kind of a... <laughs> he's not menacing. enough. <laughs> um, but he's still like someone that I, I remember. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Live and Let Die. I, I think I had that as my second worst Bond film. But... Um, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything he said, but I'll be talking about him soon again. It's just funny because we started this and I was kind of like Ben, Live and Let Die was always in like my bottom two or three. And Noah, I think, sold Live and Let Die so much before we recorded the episode. And then ever since then, I feel like I defend Live and Let Die more than Noah does. So it's just kind of weird. I'll be I'll be having Kananga higher than he will. I won't say that much more than that. But the one thing I will say is, and maybe just get an opinion from you guys, do you like the Kananga stuff more than Mr. Big? Or do you like Mr. Big more than Kananga? I like Mr. Big. I, like... I knew you would. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Did this episode just die? <laughs> no, I knew you would. And that's all we have time for. <laughs> no, I, I think I like Mr. Big better, but that's also my criticism of it's kind of just a drug dealer when he's Mr. Big. Um, so he's a better villain as Kananga, um, but I kind of like the first half of the movie better. Yeah, I mean, I actually like Kananga better as a villain, so maybe that's one of the reasons I'll rank him a little bit higher. Uh, all right. Number 17, Hugo Drax. Um, I mean, Moonrake is a massive pile of shit, but... The thing that I like about Hugo, and I'm pretty sure I said this in the episode, is that, like, he's maybe my favourite thing about the film. Just because, like, you I mean, you talked it down about, oh, his scheme to make blow up the world doesn't make sense. To me, like, James Bond, in my eyes, is a lot of the case of, let's get a villain to do, like, a blow up the world plotline. I love it when they just have, like, this ridiculousness. I mean, if we didn't go into space, I might like this film. Oh, it's only the last 20 minutes, but get over it! Um, but... I, I, I like him, and I think that he's got kind of just that, that enough menace about him in a calmness that that works for me, and that's why I'm going to put him ahead of Lashif, because, again, I'm thinking of <laughs> grand Bond villains take over the world. That's what Bond is to me, for the most part, and Lashif eye bleeds, and he gets the stock market wrong. Ooh, I'm scared. Um, whereas if I, I can't... <laughs> what? I, I can't wait to hear your defense. <laughs> Oh, I, I just thought, I thought that was the end of Colin's sentence. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I've had enough. No, I just can't wait to hear your defense of the two drug dealers taking over the world with drugs. 
<laughs> well, it's different movies, all right? Like, just stop. As Casino Royale is from Moonraker. And I've told you that that's not my favourite era of Bond, because just stop. Stop it. Stop getting Bond wrong. Um, <laughs> Look, you know, Drax 17, shut up. Um, you know what's great? Oh, you know what's great about this is that Ben had an opportunity. He had an out here where he could just talk about Hugo Jackson, and he brought up. It's like Lashif. He's just going to keep doing that to himself on every single <laughs> ranking. You finally, say something smart, Ben, and then yeah. And the reason that they're better than Lashif, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I already kind of just talked about it with Colin. Uh, I do like Drax. Um, he'll be showing up soon, but you know, he's memorable enough. Here's a nice goatee. <laughs> Ricky Gervais. Uh, um, good old Mads Drickelson. <laughs> uh, let's get to it finally. Um, take somebody else off the board here. And I actually, in my first round of rankings, I had this person a lot higher. Not a lot higher, maybe about five spots higher than this. And then when I went over and did a revision, I'm like, ah, I can't really justify this over that. For the same reasons that I think you guys argued earlier on uh, about Kamal Khan just not really mattering as much as a villain. But, I mean, Louis Jordan's performance is just so good. And I, he, it's kind of mesmerizing to watch him in the scenes. And there's nothing memorable about him playing dice with Roger Moore in comparison to, like, you know, the the card game with Largo or, you know, the golf game with Goldfinger or anything else, like the sword fight with uh, Gustav Graves. But there's just something about his performance that's just kind of mesmerizing to watch. And I think he brings this, this you know, real elegance with also just the right amount of over-the-topness to his performance. And, you know, the whole octopusy, you know, <laughs> his relationship with octopusy that's just sort of unspoken in the movie there's just something kind of creepy about him uh so i actually i think i would have liked to have put kamal khan a lot higher but in all honesty he doesn't matter that much in the movie and uh i didn't want him to be that close to lashif you know <laughs> we have to be realistic here <laughs> yeah i don't know about this high for kamal khan but yeah he is good performance and he does look like a villain, and he has that kind of stature and presence of a villain, um, but ultimately not that memorable. So, KK, not okay at this high. Um, yeah, he went ages ago. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, number 16, um, I think an underrated death. That's one thing we haven't brought up with this guy. Is It's Hugo Drax. Um Ricky Gervais, the Bond villain. Um, I like Hugo Drax. Yeah, no, I like the whole space stuff. That doesn't make sense, but it's fun. He he, he enjoys uh, being a villain, I think. He kind of took it. It's like the Charles Gray stuff, but toned down a lot. Um, he is a bit of that kind of grandpa kind of thing going on, like Uncle Hugo. But he's fun. Just you would not put him in the top ten, but I think he belongs kind of in this middle section where he's definitely memorable. I think even people who aren't big Bond fans at least kind of remember him, even if they don't know his name. Um, so yeah, and he recruits henchmen like Char and Chang and Jaws. So um, yeah, an underrated death I think as well. I like his death. 
I, I, I like I like the fact that you must have like had a conversation with him. I think he enjoyed being a villain. Like, oh, good day, Hugo. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you enjoy being a villain? Yeah. No, thanks. I do. Oh, okay. Cool. Thanks. Have a good day. Um. Yeah. Um, good old Mads Blickelson or whatever I called him. I can't even remember that funny joke from 20 minutes ago. Ah! Um, I, I don't have much else to add on Hugo Drax. Other than I, I also think that he probably enjoyed being a villain. Oh, me. Hi. Um, <laughs> what are we Goldfinger. 16? <laughs> oh, how did you know my number? Um... Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, oh, no one's not going to like this one. Um, oh, you are not going to like this one at all. Oh, God, he's going to hang up on me. Shit, change it, man. Change it. <laughs> um, so, look. I have no idea who you're talking about, right? Now. Oh, I think I know. Oh, no. I'm not as, like, this is a, no. middle, this is a middle film for me. Doctor. Um, oh, Dr. Nose, thanks for spoiling no. it for me. Are you kidding me? Oh, don't you start! Uh, <laughs> That's why I was saying no! Look, okay, no. Dr. No for oh, me. Dr. Like, no! Just, just shut up! Just no, man. <laughs> Doctor, no. I know you didn't. <laughs> I'll hang up on both of you, I'm controlling this call. Um, do it! Please do it! <laughs> the reason Please why, Doctor. Shut up! The reason why, Dr. No! <laughs> It's so low, bro. <laughs> on the go. <laughs> Julius is a villain name. Unlike Brad. And- God. <laughs> That's why I like doing commentaries with Colin. Um, I like Dr. No, but he's in it for like 10 minutes. And like, they need more of him. If he's in this film more than Roger Moore... Um, then I can appreciate him a lot more. And Roger Moore. And I like... <laughs> I like his character. I like the actor who we always forget his name of, Joseph Wiseman. Um, but I just... I can't put him higher than 16 because, like, what... The screen time we get of him is great, but it's just not as much and as good as what and we've got. How to... long is Donald Pleasance only live twice? Okay, if I put Donald Pleasance <laughs> at 16, you two would, like, run away to, like, China and never talk to me again, all right? He's 15th. But, like, I just... I, I wish we had more of him. And he's the true number... I think we've established he's number four because we never hear a number four inspector. But, I mean, like, this guy should have more screen time. He should have more film appearances. And it also just... His death, I mean, oh, he kind Bill of just... <laughs> <laughs> Dr. No, for the third time. Dr. No 3. <laughs> the revenge of Dr. The no. Do you want to see Dr. No again? <laughs> the last... ghost of Dr. No. James Bond. <laughs> the last Dr. No. Um, but, yeah. Look, reboot. Dr. I just... No spin-off. I just can't put him higher than people on this list. Re- I mean, maybe I could swap him around with my 15th place, but... Yeah, no, 16. Then do it! No, no, don't swap him with Scaramanga, Ben. (laughs) Uh, All I want to say is, we have a listener out there, and I'm sorry I forgot your name. Um, A listener who sent us a message defending Ben (laughs) for our treatment of him in the song rankings episode, that apparently, you know, we were too hard on Ben, and that... You know, everybody has their own opinion. We understand that, but this is, as we mentioned, I think, before, this is a comedy podcast. Is this? This has nothing to do with comedy. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm well, not trying to be funny once. I think it's, 
It was a comedy podcast. Now it's a tragedy podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, a funeral's funnier than this band. <laughs> Roger Moore's was pretty that funny. One listener, <laughs> that one listener <laughs> who did Ben in the song rankings, even they're right now going, come on, Ben. <laughs> no. This is the bottom half, okay? I love you. I like Dr. No. I just think he's in the bottom half. Like, what are you thinking? Um, you don't want to know what I'm thinking. Yeah. No. <laughs> Does it end in the word teen? <laughs> um, oh, God. Sure. <laughs> more more teen? I think of more teen, <laughs> the fly spray. Pre-teen. Poot? Um, teen? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I, I said pre-teen, not poutine. Well, I'm saying poutine. Like pre- yes! Pre-teen, yes! Ben's like... It's like, can I have both? <laughs> can I have a preteen bring me poutine? <laughs> um, That's the title of the episode. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> Please no. Uh, yeah, Doctor. Oh no, you didn't. Um, yeah, this is. I mean, and Lashif as well. Um, uh, yeah. What? What the hell? Um, and you know. I disagree with all your arguments. Um, we are an idiot. And with your... <laughs> um, yeah. My I, one I, fan uh, that's listening who likes me, message me yeah, again. I think and <laughs> Brink Groves has now moved on. Yeah, the I song one. just get that but... fake email again and email it again. I mean... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, can we point out this person who emailed us has the last name Groves. So, yeah. so ben, is, ben is coming up with Colin like a fake Groves. name. Noah uh, Hilding. Colin uh, Grove. That's a good fake one. They'll never get that. Um, um, can we also just point out, we're talking about Roger Moore's funeral. Uh, this is how awesome Roger Moore is. Roger Moore actually tweeted the other day. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> happy He actually tweeted, it has not been a good year for me. No, it was, it was 2017. It has not been a good year for obvious reasons. <laughs> Roger, Roger Moore will tweet. Tweet. When this episode ends, Roger Moore is tweeting, I would have had Le Chief a lot higher. I would have had... Uh, <laughs> the poor rankings there, Ben. <laughs> Drop dead, Ben. Join me. Uh, I agree with uh, you, Ben. Awesome. Le Chief is very much overrated. Roger Moore's awesome, uh, Ben's not the end. That's on my business card. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I, don't I think know. we're almost at that point, though, where oh. we're going to start getting kind of controversial with all of our choices and this is one that if you would have asked me five years ago before we started this podcast where would i have ranked this person i probably would have said bottom five so for them to make it even this much higher i think is a victory and i'm having a hard time even ranking them in this position (laughs) (laughs) charles great again (laughs) i i Oh, I almost don't want to do this, but I'm looking at the other people and I can't really justify it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put Elliot Carver at 16. Oh! And, uh, Get off! I'm oh! sorry, Ben. I need to offend Ben Waterworth in my choices of rankings. Oh! I mean, I would be a fiend, but uh, Le Sheep and Dr. No have already been put up, oh, so I can't be a Oh, get stuffed, Elliot! Boo! <laughs> no, I mean, here's the thing. I hated Elliot Carver until you. I learned to... Yeah, I'm sure he does. He hates you for putting Lashif as low as you no, did. Really Even Elliot Carver, Carver me. lower than Lashif. 
No. <laughs> Jonathan Price, uh, I've come to appreciate his performance. I've come to appreciate the over-the-topness with Elliot Carver. But for similar reasons as Hugo Drax, I just don't buy his whole plot for world domination. <sighs> and I think the ones that are higher than this come across a little bit more menacing. And I'm going to have some complaints for the next couple as well. But this is, I guess, my uh, top tier of villains that I have some complaint. Once I get to the top 10, I really have nothing bad to say about anybody. But I still, I, this is no knock against Elliot Carver. I mean, I, I love Elliot Carver so much more than I thought I ever would. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's super controversial, but I do have him not in the immediate future. Um, so it's not super controversial, but I have him higher. Um, but, you know, Le Chief's already been gone, so what can you even say? Um, but Elliot Carver, I think, has more pros than cons. Um, and me, me and Ben are both uh, journalism majors, so that was an agreement when we got our degrees <laughs> that you have to uh, <laughs> like Elliot Carver. So I have to put him a bit higher. First rule of mass media is uh, to put Elliot Carver higher than 15. If you rank the top five Six. like media journalists, like journalists in movies, you know, like Lois Lane, <laughs> Elliot Carver. <laughs> is Lois it. Lane in the top five journalists <laughs> in movies? Well, every, Clark every, Kent? Well, every real, every real journalist out there is going like, Woodward and Bernstein, like you're putting Elliot Carver and Lois Lane in the top spot. Who's that? Who's that dumb one from Man of Steel that we hated? The stupid woman who got rescued all the time. Jenny, it's a fucking Jenny. Like fuck Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the female equivalent of being a villain. Remember, Jenny. Remember that famous Ben Waterworth quote in our ranking the song episode when I said I used to respect your opinions, Colin Hilding. Um, just no. Like I liked you. I want somebody with. Since, I don't want somebody who puts Le Chief and Dr. No since, in the bottom half to respect my opinion. No, like, since we recorded that episode, I've been in your house, all right? I've eaten your wife's food. You and I went and to And I mus- regret every minute of it, you hear me? You and I went to a <laughs> I'm, museum I'm glad, where we pretended I'm to glad be Noah. You said food there, Ben. Well, <laughs> shut up! You picked oh, up from the airport. All I heard was, I've eaten your wife, and then it cut out a bit, so I'm like, whoa, <laughs> God! Colin had to go to the toilet at some stage, and Jamie and I were alone for a little bit. Um, Who's this Canadian you're talking about so much lately? <laughs> um, well, have you noticed that Jamie, Jamie hasn't been home for a while? Um, but <laughs> uh, look, no, just just no. Hashtag Elliot Car- justice for Elliot Carver, and you'll get it later on in this episode with me. <laughs> uh, so is it my Yeah, it's my turn. So hashtag. In my top 15. Um, um, so number 15 for me, I'm going to get hated for this, but I don't think this is controversial at all. We're pretty much at the middle of the pack at the moment now, uh, just below the halfway point. So I don't find this controversial at all, uh, but you two will probably hate me, but the sheep's already been put up. Dr. No's already been put up. Uh, and maybe it's just because I wasn't there to talk to him, but I was still on this episode. No. Um, you know, we're talking about drug dealers and stuff. I've already put Kananga. I feel like you need to kind of knock the drug dealers off in a uh, kind of one fell swoop. Uh, so number 15, it is Fran Sanchez. Um, I like like him. I mean, as Clearly. I said, we're pretty much at the halfway point. Um, so at this point, there's not really many at all that I'm like, oh, I hate them, I hate them. Um, but he he's just an 80s drug dealer. 
Like, that's all it is. And, um, it's really nothing more. And it's not even, like, good, uh, like, 80s action movie drug dealer. Um, but he, Robert Dovey is amazing, don't get me wrong, and he plays the role well, but it's just the role that he is playing. For Bond, you know, if we were ranking... 80s drug dealer villains, he probably still wouldn't be at the top, but he would be be more inclined into that one. Uh, Lois Lane and stuff like that. You know, yeah, I I like him. (laughs) Maybe if I interviewed him as well, I'd be like, oh, Sanchez, Robert Darby, number eight. Um, He's great, but I almost like Dario more. Honeymoon! I just love Dario. Um, So... Uh, yeah, Sanchez and his iguana. Is that like really? I mean, it's better than webbed fingers, but iguanas. Um, so, yeah, you guys will hate on me, but I absolutely stand by this. Middle of the pack is perfect for Sanchez, in my opinion. Look, if we hadn't interviewed him, he's still going to be the same number as he's on my list. It's got nothing to do with where I'm ranking him. Um, no, you've got no right to tell me I'm dumb for the sheaf and Dr. Knife. You've got him. And that's yeah, not the I halfway do. point. Yeah, I do. The halfway point's 13th. This is 15th. You're full of shit, Niall Groves. No, done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, Good, I, I do please. love... Go. <laughs> I've got to pee. The Fuck brilliant... you. <laughs> shit. Oh. Is he really gone? I really hope so. I think he wet himself trying to get out of his chair there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pee. Oh, never mind. I'll stay. <laughs> um... Can we end this call and restart it? <laughs> so he just has to edit out about 10 minutes of silence. <laughs> um, no, we'll be fair here. I want to go to bed tonight. Uh, I'm going to kind of agree with you, Noah. Just um, even though I will rank up higher. I'm Ben, and I can't believe you said that. Oh, my God. You I didn't hang up. You hung up. Shut up. <laughs> oh, he's back. I'm going to get a UDL now and drink it. Now, it's, it's painfully clear that Ben does not wash his hands after he you know the bathroom. I, I actually did it this Very time as a, as, a, as a protest against you two, because you're both pissheads. <laughs> now, what happened when okay, I was so I, As I was saying, I kind of agree with Noah. Oh. Uh, just... I probably would have ranked Sanchez here as well, maybe even one or two spots lower, if I hadn't talked to Robert Davi, because I feel like he makes a great case for why Sanchez is a better villain than the movie, at least. So, Yeah, I I agree and disagree. I I disagree in that I think that if somebody can make a good... Just like if one of us can make a good argument and change Ben's opinion, you know, then... I mean, well, obviously we don't, don't do the most thought because Lashif and Dr. No are still lower than everybody else still have to come. But, no, I mean, it is fair to say that Robert Davi himself sell, sold us a little bit on Sanchez as a villain. Wish Robert Davi would sell Noah and Gumtree or something. Um, anyway. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you don't have Gumtree in Canada? Ha ha, you didn't get that joke. Um... <laughs> Number 15, That's Dr. Kananga, Mr. Big. His head blew up and he's a drug dealer, but I like him in more than Le Chief and Dr. No, because I'm right and you're wrong. Shut up. Uh, I got a lot of good things to say about Kananga, and I feel I'm going to be waiting a little while at this point. So wow. uh, I I think, again, it's interesting, you know, the whole difference between Kananga and Mr. Big. Does that hurt him as a villain? We talked about a lot of these villains who maybe didn't have enough screen time or didn't have enough motivation. 
I feel like Kananga probably has more screen time than any villain outside of maybe Goldfinger. Uh, and I'm talking like, you know, all James Bond films. Maybe Scaramanga's up there as well. But I mean, he's got such a huge presence in this movie that I think that, you know, Kananga... Kananga deserves better than this, Ben. Uh, yeah, I've already put Kananga up. Um, and no and, and, you know, like, so I'd be fine with you putting this here, but I just can't get the Lachith thing out of my head that Mr. Big <laughs> is a better James Bond than Lachith and Dr. No. Yeah, I stand by that whole You're an idiot! Um, well, I'm only the second biggest idiot on the episode, then. You leave um, Colin alone! <laughs> I was uh, going credit for a non-idiot here. Yeah, so, Mr. Big, number 15. <sighs> oh, you just put Mr. Big up, too? What? No, no, I'm just you are, your you are turn. reminding people. <laughs> you are echoing Ben having him higher than Lashif and Doctor No yeah. again. I think I think it's your turn, so that would be naughty of me to do that if it, if I did do that. Um, yeah, Ben, uh, you've gone. Noah spoke it. Whose turn is it? This guy called Colin. Your number fifteen. We might ring him right now. Number fifteen. Okay. <laughs> Uh, somebody else who's not as good as Lashif or Doctor No. Let's talk about another one. <laughs> and. I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that I'm the first one to bring this person up because we all debated about whether or not they should be included on the episode. And this is that uh, argument earlier on. I said that you can make about Red Grant or Rosa Klebb. It's not that I don't like Rosa Klebb. I think Rosa Klebb's a very fun character. I think Rosa Klebb's a very intimidating villain for, you know, such a tiny little lady too. But maybe it's because you have this split between Grant, Klebb, and... Blofeld all in one movie that you know similar to a Koskoff and Whitaker you know one of them just can't shine this the same when all three of them are sharing the the same movie so uh Rosa Klebb would be my 15 but um I don't know I kind of feel like if Red Grant was in here would have been higher but then that's the same as saying Jaws would have been higher than Stromberg yeah um, we have a bit of a gap for Rosa Claire. Oh, don't go with Colin. Don't call him dumb. Oh, it's just, oh, yeah, we have a gap. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree with pretty much everything. But, I mean, it's hard to disagree because you pretty much said good things. But, um, yeah, I have her much higher. And, you know, people give Electra kind of the credit for being the first kind of main female villain, but really it was Rosa Klebb, so people are just ageist and she's not as hot as Electra. so justice well, for Rosa. I mean, it, ben begs to differ. I mean, you know, in the, for the 60s she was pretty hot. Too old for you. <laughs> Isn't she from, like, Germany? She's probably, like, 17. Like, you know, there was a tough time for Germans at that point of history. <laughs> it was the Soviet era. Like, you know, she's fresh well, out of high school. Tall on um... I'll have a soonish. There we go. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Wait, I already put her up. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, is it me? Oh, sorry. Oh, uh, hi, Noah. How are you? Uh, Still an idiot? So number Good. 14, I'm not putting up Rosa Klebb. This may be controversial. I'm not really sure. I like this guy. Um, don't really have a lot of things bad to say about it other than kind of one reason and you know his successor is already gone um but sometimes i want to change the channel on telly savalas um ah. i i really do like this guy it's blofeld 2.0 or 3.0 technically um he's great uh he has more 
airtime than the first Blofeld does. My only kind of thing is I don't need to see Blofeld on some skis. I don't need luge Blofeld. Um, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of people kind of, there's that old kind of saying about what, it's in the film, isn't it, that the best Blofeld is the first ever one behind the screen, oh, and then yeah. once you reveal it, it kind of loses it. And I don't know if I fully agree with that, because the reveal of Donald Pleasance is so great. But Donald Pleasance kind of plays that disfigured kind of guy well. He's barely in the movie, but he's great like that. While Telly Savalas, I don't know if we need big buff, like, running around kind of Blofeld. Blofeld shouldn't run. Like, we don't need... Lo- <laughs> he's like... A, a tri-Olympian no, or something. He's losing, he's skiing, he's running, he's like... Um, so I, I don't need, like, exercise video, Telly Savalas, Blofeld. Jane Fonda. Um, but he is really good, and, you know, when you got George Lazenby, it's, you almost need these great kind of standout villains and to carry the film, him uh, and the Bond girl and everything like that. So I don't have a lot of bad things to say, but I just don't... He's not a top 10 to me. I just don't like the follow-up. I I wish it was Donald Pleasance, and I get why they brought this guy in for it. Um, but, yeah, he is bold, so plus for Ben there. Uh, I don't know if it's controversial or not, but I think around the middle is right for Telly Savalas' Blofeld. But he is good as a Bond villain, but the follow-up, yeah, just, it's n- not for me. I just realised I had a typo in uh, the list I sent you. I put Terry Savalas instead of <laughs> Telly <laughs> <laughs> was that a typo, or is that what you thought it was? Well, I'm thinking, is it Telly from Sesame Street, or, like, Terry O'Quinn? Terry. Uh, <laughs> Terry O'Quinn would have made a great Blofeld. <laughs> he would. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? Nobody Michael tells Anderson. me that I can't play Blofeld. Um, yeah, Michael look, Bonville. I will say I actually have him a lot sooner than I thought, but I guess we are really approaching the top ten. Uh, I agree with you that he is the third best Blofeld um, and I'm the action I'm glad that like I honestly thought my opinions of Blofeld like particularly the person who I will have at number one uh, would anyway I thought he would be lower on people's lists but we'll get to that um, I mean I, I like the fact that I like his actionness. I I kind of agree with you that yeah Blofeld's not actiony but like it's a different it's just it's the film I think it suits the film because we've obviously got a new Bond, and I guess it's kind of yeah. maybe going back to what we said about Diamonds Are Forever, that call him something else. Like, call him Terry. Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, props like to being Shen. bald. Um, doesn't have a scar, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean... Doesn't have earlobes. Doesn't have um, I mean, it's such a great film, though, and I think he, yeah, he fits a film. I don't know what else I'm adding here, but... 14, I, I, I honestly thought you would have him higher than this, but hey, what do I know? Uh, I'm dumb. <laughs> Let's just we play that, that again? Yes. No, because I'm, I'm the person I'm who dumb. edits this, so we won't hear that again. <laughs> uh, Instead, we'll hear this! this. Where it's t- oh, die another day! Woo! Sorry. This is why we didn't have Noah on a show for two years, Ben, okay? It's antics like this. I'm almost about to leave. <laughs> I have to say, I, I never thought I would hear somebody say Blofeld shouldn't Bless run. Bless you, <laughs> <laughs> That could be an episode title, then. <laughs> um, I, I, it's really tough for me because I have to separate my love for Honor Majesty's Secret Service 
with um, my appreciation for Telly Savalas. Jamie did what? What? I've no, loved I, 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 I have to separate my love for on Emergency <laughs> Secret Service. We have Jamie. Well, Jamie's over here right now. <laughs> oh, I, on on a, on a funny story about that. Um, we actually got to see Honor Majesty Service. Uh, they had like a James Bond night. Uh, every year they have like, you know, some old movies. One week where they play older movies in the theater here. And they had a James Bond night with Thunderball and Her Majesty Secret Service. And she was falling asleep at the end of Her Majesty Secret Service. And I was legitimately getting angry at her. I'm like, I'm like, come on, we didn't pay good money for you to come here and fall asleep during the best part of the movie. And it was during, you know, Blofeld running. <laughs> uh, doing his loser or whatever. Because he wasn't like, shirtless. That's why. One. Yeah, Telly Savalas takes off a shirt, she would have been wide awake. Um, George Lazenby being a kilt. That's ground for divorce, Colin. <laughs> well, that's why she's uh, with you right now. Colin uh, doesn't even notice. He just had on a magic secret service on the TV. He's like... I have a, a skirt on? What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> we used to have <laughs> I mean, I know we don't have webcam on for this, but <laughs> if we need to know that... Are we just sharing uh, facts about ourselves right well, now? I, I have a skirt on. I'm, I'm wearing shorts. You're the new Charles Gray, I guess. I, I'm naked. <laughs> No, what I heard on my side was uh, Ben saying something about him wearing a skirt, and then Noah what? says, is that why she's with you? I said that? Ben's the new child. No. Christ. No, I didn't. You said something about wearing a kilt, and then I heard Noah saying, is that why she's with you? I'm just very confused right now. That's why Jamie married you. <laughs> because I I'm see... wearing a skirt? I'm what? A... I'm sitting in snug now, but I want to see... The the vision from Colin saying, I'm very confused right now, as he sits in this like, long wedding dress in the middle of his room. <laughs> I'm just very confused right now. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Colleen Hilding. It's been a long time since we've done I mean, an episode. I, mean, I, knew, I, I knew Jamie wears a pants in that relationship, but now you're just taking it literally. <laughs> um, I did start on this talking about my separating my love for the movie from my love from Telly Savalas. So, <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. I think everything you said is fair, but I definitely think that he's better than this. And I don't know. It's going to be interesting when we get to my Blofeld rankings coming up soon. You two are so nice to each other when, like, you do, di- like, me, oh, you're an idiot, I'm hanging out with you two. Oh, no, or I politely disagree, but I'll talk about it well, soon. <laughs> Well, well, we were until you put Lashif up, and now you. Yeah, there's you a have... difference when it points off. This is because you two have never met. Like we all, I've met both of you and hung out with both of you, slept in the same Does room that as say one of you. About your personality. <laughs> that should tell not... people. <laughs> Shut up. Blow up your pants. Blow up your pants. Um, number 14, um, Rosie Clem. Uh, so I thought I was going to get ripped That's in. Pretty fair. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Colin. I appreciate that. You're a good friend. Um, I thought I was going to be the one <laughs> getting ripped into for Rosie Clem, but clearly not. So, um, I mean, similar to Dr. No. I mean, she's got more screen time than Dr. No. And I, I like her. She's a great, you know, villainous character. But it, it is kind of a weird sort of one, as you said, Colin, to kind of rate them all in this film. So... Um, I mean, yeah, Noah, you're technically right. She is, I guess, based on our rankings, the first female villain. But you don't necessarily think it's it's weird how we're doing this. Like, you only really think of Electra as the only female villain. But then we were kind of debating: well, Electra is she a Bond girl or is she a Bond villain? So it's interesting. We, we've not had, I guess, a direct Bond villain who's just a female who isn't. Oh, is she this? Is she that? 
Um, <laughs> that's the first transgender Bond villain coming. To that bad joke, Ben. Rosa Klebs, the first transgender. <laughs> no, I was like, is oh, this that bad joke? Um, <laughs> Ben, you're an idiot. Rosa Klebs, I've lost it. <laughs> Talk. Somebody oh, talk. I'm sorry. I said everything. <laughs> I said everything I had to say on transgender Cleb here. So I got nothing left. Not Rosa Cleb. I meant no. All right, no. Ron Cleb. Um. Ron. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to be the villain later on because I have a much higher. But uh, at least I haven't put the sheep up. <laughs> up. Fucking Sanchez you, We always have that to fall back on, yeah, don't we? Sanchez yeah, Sanchez No matter what I put up now. Yes, yeah, Sanchez is fine at 15 and compared to Lashifa at, at 19. 18. Oh, 18. Oh, my perfectly God. fine. Maybe we'll redo <laughs> these and I'll put him lower. too much for you. Can we just uh, get that clip? 18, perfectly fine. Mixed with, <laughs> I want a preteen to bring me poutine. <laughs> Did Ben leave to not wash no, his hands again? I'm just shaking my head in disgust. <laughs> As are we, Ben. Now no, you know I've how we feel. A while. <laughs> um, wh- whose turn is it? Yours. I think it's your turn. <laughs> okay, so here, get ready to make Ben angry again. Uh, oh. I got Sanchez at 14. Fuck what you! What spot higher than Noah? <laughs> Hey, in all fairness, no! I would have put Sanchez at, like, 20 at best before we talked to Robert Dobby. And he makes a really good case for why that was a great character and why he did such a good job with that. I think he gives it his all, but my, my problem is is that when I'm comparing him to the villains that are coming up the next couple on my list, all those other villains and actors made their movies better for it. And he is probably the best thing about License to Kill, but I don't think he helped the movie at all. I mean, the movie doesn't get better. I mean, arguably it gets, you know, a little bit better as a movie, but I mean, it's still the worst Bond movie in my opinion. So uh, as good as he is, he doesn't contribute as much as the next couple of guys who are going to be on the list here. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Now it's gone. Um, Oh, yeah, it's me. Yeah, I've already put him up. Um, I like him. Don't have tons of criticisms, but at the end of the day, he's just kind of a drug dealer. You're just both kind of idiots. <laughs> this is why Ben listens to our arguments and we don't listen to his. We'll plead our cases for why this person should or shouldn't be here or there, and Ben's like, you're an idiot! I'm going to the bathroom! Because I'm not talking about this guy for a long time, so... Move on. Well, you're next, so move on then. I'm not next. Noah's next. No, it's me now. Oh, um, okay. Get your order right. So, <laughs> I'm tossing up between two here. Um, screw it. I'm going to do it. So, you know, Ben's had his little sheaf moment. Colin's had his... Uh, well, I was going to say Rose Blair, but... Oh, yeah, Carver. Um, so I guess I've got to have my moment, and it's not Sanchez, I'm sorry, Ben, that's not my moment. Um, it clearly is. Yeah, I'm totally hated on this one, but, you know, it's just my opinion, um, which is the argument you should be using, Ben. Uh, I do, but then I get <laughs> shut down! 
Yeah. Well, because your opinions are wrong. Um, <laughs> like my opinion's going to be wrong right now, but I'd make no apologies. Um, I still don't know if this guy even belongs on the list. I actually argued that perhaps he doesn't. But that doesn't take away from him being a villain. He's still a great villain just because he maybe shouldn't be on this list. Um, it's not Kozakov. Uh So, you know, we're at the exact halfway point. I'm sorry to be controversial to two of your favorite movies, but I couldn't put Renard in the top ten. Hashtag <laughs> not my top ten. Um, so I don't know if that's controversial or not. I, I think he's great, but to me he's almost more of a henchman, um, which pulls him away from the top ten, but it does make him unique. These two, Renard and Electra, are definitely unique. Um, I like the pain thing. It's definitely goofy, but I think it works. Uh, Robert Carlyle, he's great. Uh, he's memorable. He's campy, but in kind of a good way, I feel. He's definitely menacing. So, yeah, I'm a fan of Renard, but I just couldn't see him in the top ten. Still not even entirely sure if he belongs on this list or the henchman. Well, to pull a Colin, that sounds wrong, but I like it. Um, to kill two birds with one stone, he was my next to go. So, um, <laughs> oh, there you go. Not yeah. controversial at all, then. Um, Colin, are you on a grants here? Are you 13th as well? <laughs> to make this the least controversial choice of all time, I had him at 13th Oh, as well. my God. All right, well, well, well there okay. you go. <laughs> my dumb pick has turned into the um, I will, I like, I honestly thought he would have gone ages ago. I thought I was going to have him the highest, so I'm surprised that we're all in agreement. Um, I I strongly will say that I feel that both Renard and Electra need to be on this list. I think that I think it's a tricky one, but I also just really feel that they need to because they're both memorable in their own right. I can see the henchman argument, but like I could almost then say he's Electra kind of a henchman. Um, so I think they kind of are both in that category where they could be either. But I mean, I'm doing a little bit. Bit 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 bit. I'm R two D two. I love the pain thing. I love, and I know he gets like I've read so many criticisms about the world is not enough. Oh, it's so dumb. I love it. I love the fact that he can't feel pain, and you know that was meant to be the stamper thing from Tomorrow That's Never true. Dies. But I just, I just love it how they do it, and. Robert Carlyle is amazing. He's just such a great actor. What happened to him? Isn't he in that stupid fairy tale show now? Like, I mean, oh, he's so yeah, underused. Oh, we're lost after just yeah, I mean, he played Hitler. I mean, once you play Hitler, I think you just you're done. But you know, just just uh, on a side note, you know who he's married to on that show? Hitler. No, Emily DeRaven. Oh, really? <laughs> what? My baby, Robert. Somebody as good as that is married to somebody. Is okay, um, but. Like, I don't know, just everything about Renard, I just, I love, and I honestly, as I said, thought he'd, I'd be the highest person here, but uh, I, it's my favourite Bond movie, uh, I, I I thought I would put him higher, but when I did my other rankings with everyone, um, and to me, he's very interchangeable with my number 12, but I've put my number 12 where I have, and I'll get to them shortly, but uh, yeah, Renard, 13th, look at us all agreeing with something. Yeah, um... I still will disagree with Noah just because I, I don't think Noah sold him well enough for the 13th spot because this is like the halfway point. He's in the top half for all of us. Um, as far as Bernard and Electric King go, yeah, you can make the argument to say he's a henchman, but I think for one thing, a henchman has to be a follower of them. And the interesting thing they did with The World's Not Enough is that 
Electra started as the follower of Renard, and then Renard turned into the follower of Electra. So if you're going back chronologically to the beginning of the story, he did start this. So I think that makes him a ma- main villain. What I think is more impressive than anything, you know, if anybody wants to talk about, you know, oh, well, his, his power is stupid or whatever, or oh, he's not a strong enough villain because she's better, uh, I would compare this to, for your, or not for your eyes only, um, From Russia With Love or Living Daylights, these movies where we had these shared villains and as I made the argument with Rosa Klebb being lower, you know, everybody but Noah agrees, everybody being me, me and Ben agree on something, uh, it, it suffers a little bit from the fact that you don't really have one main villain to focus on. Renard and Electric King both dominate this movie, and I don't feel that Renard suffers. If, if Electric King wasn't a villain in this movie, I'd probably still rank Renard exactly where I did, and I think it's still a good spot to rank him at. Uh, so does that mean I do <laughs> my next one then? I get two in a row. Um, Noah's picture. <laughs> you saw Noah's picture too. <laughs> Colleen Hilding. <laughs> what a woman. <laughs> wow. The listeners, I'm going to love this. I'm, re- um, I'm rethinking my um, sexuality. <laughs> Well, back to straight. <laughs> Touche. Um, yeah, so for the listeners at home, just Colin's in a dress, I guess. Um, and that's not the picture, so we're just sharing that fact again. <laughs> uh, so it's already uh, my number 12 again, apparently. Um I don't know if this is going to be controversial then, because it's probably all of your number 12s as well then. Everyone's just given up. They're just going to agree with my next picks. No, I feel like this one is going to be controversial. I'm just going to come out and say it because I also kind of thought we were going to be ranking these together. So Electra is my number 12. Oh! Um, drop dead, no, Noah! <laughs> because I thought we were going to rank it Koskov and Whitaker as one, and Electra and uh, Renard as one, and then no one replied when I asked if that's what we were doing. So <laughs> that's how our pre-production meetings go, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I thought we were doing them together. Apparently not. Ooh. Well, you'll uh, have time to change it, Noah. Can I do if them If you weren't making uh, them together, you be? Nah. Uh, I, I uh, love it. Like, I like the whole... Um, all the twists that happen, and she's not the first female villain, but she definitely is the most prominent... She's brilliant uh, in a film with Christmas Jones in it. Uh, Electra just is absolute king. Uh, see what there. Um, nah. I really don't have anything bad to say other than I like the other ones more because Electra is a fantastic Bond villain uh, and it's unique with Renard. I would say she is. I view, always view her as the main villain over Renard. Uh, but again, we can see both arguments. Uh, but I rank them together. But of the two, Electra is so much better. I know you two are big fans of her, and I am too. But that film is really not one of my favourites. And it's more of a case of I like the other ones better. But there's so much going for Electra. Yet you rank her at 12th. Um, it's 12th of all time of all James Bond. That's good. Yeah. Not good enough. Like... Yeah. So I thought Renard was going to be my... 
big controversial one. It's Electra. Sanchez at 15th, Electra at 12. Noah Graves, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I won't be talking about her for a long time. <laughs> Move on. People are going to be laughing their asses off when you put Lachie. Don't like, start. Don't start. Like, no, 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 and they're like, no, 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 no. We're talking about loved villains and you're mentioning ones that most people forget were in the movies as if the audience is supposed <laughs> well, to be People appalled. forget you two are on the podcast because you're dumb. <laughs> Oh, is that all you have to say, Ben? Well, it's a stupid thing. Just, like, I'm not talking about it forever. Like, this is just dumb. This well, is stupid. Hey, and and I, I, mean, I agree with you, Ben, except for your argument that the audience is going to somehow turn against Noah because he wasn't fair enough to Electric King and Sanchez. Oh, don't you start? <laughs> well, no, I love Electra. Here's the thing. For the most oh, part, nice. when... When some of my favorites, like even Kananga, who's yet to come on my list, or Telly Savalas, you know, I'm reserving my opinions for later on because I don't want to leave myself with nothing to say when it comes up. I have enough positive things to say, things to say about Electra that I can say half of it now. Um, I, I think that Electra doesn't get enough credit. You know, she gets tons of credit for being a female villain and even for being the main villain in the movie. But what she doesn't get enough credit for is it was the first and so far only time that they've really pulled a swerve on the audience. And that the main villain actually was one of the heroes. I mean, it's not just about a woman is the Bond villain. It's the fact that the Bond girl is the Bond villain. And I keep watching this movie year after year expecting to see it and maybe have it lose some of its effect. I don't think it loses its effect. I think that you still watch this movie even knowing what it is and the twist is still effective. So there's so much more about Electric King that you're not seeing, Noah. <laughs> Oh, it's Damn. me. Hi. Um, I'm just, I'm in shock. Um, let's see here. Where am I up to? What number was that? 12. All right. Um, let's clear another one off the board. Have you not put up Dr. Kananga yet, Colin? No, I haven't. You're an idiot. Um, I bet <laughs> you, you both thought I'd have this person probably at number one or number five or number 10. I don't know. Oh, thank God. Um, Gustav Graves at 12. Look. Too high. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> can we replay the scene? You put Sanchez at 15 and Electra at 12. And now can we play Gustav Graves at 12? The sheep at 18. Dr. No at like 15. I'm just ignoring. I'm just ignoring you. Not. Gustav Graves. Um, Gustav Graves is the 12th best Bond villain because Toby Stevens is amazing. He has fun in this role. It is such a great role fitting the film if you again i will always say check your brain at the door and enjoy die another day for what it is you said that earlier noah about diamonds are forever you enjoy this film for what it is you can really appreciate oh, Dr. No. Look, I, I didn't put charles gray in the top 12 though you can appreciate <laughs> him for just awesomeness and i like the twist that he previously was colonel moon or whatever it is i like that reveal be my comment on Electric King now. <laughs> it's clever. I like the twist. And he's the friends with Madonna. Bond villain to... <laughs> so... The first Bond villain to reveal the twist that he was actually a different ethnicity earlier in the movie. And I think... Groundbreaking. That I think maybe you might have said this, Colin. I can't remember. But you've got to admit, no matter what you say about this, that Toby Stevens is having fun in this role. And Toby Stevens gives yeah. his all you, in this did role. you talk to him did you is i that did how you found i just texted him then i love toby stevens I, I, be my friend but that like, gustav Graves. 
because you lost two other ones on this podcast. I don't have any. I want to role play die another day with you. Uh, (laughs) I'll be Miranda. Uh, I want you to speak Korean Uh, to me because I like it when Gustav Gray speaks Korean. He's got that angry look in his face. He's like, "Hosha, waha." Um. God, <laughs> I don't know what else to You're uh, wrong. You're both wrong. Gustav of crazy is this high. Uh, I did say that he was fun, Ben, and I still say that he's a fun villain. Kind of like just inside the top 20 fun and not 12 fun. Uh, <laughs> this is way too high for somebody who is light years ahead of Le Chief You're too high Dr. with that opinion. Lashif you were too high when you made your list. You're too high when you were born. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't compete with that. I got nothing left to say. Yeah, and, I and you said you, you have <laughs> yes, competition. I have nothing left to say. Is this why we haven't done this in two years? We literally at the point where we're just like, I know you are. What am I? <laughs> Yeah, we are at that point, Ben. Ah, we. blame well, me. Ben, Ben, I definitely know what you are. Um, <laughs> Can I get Jamie on this episode? Yeah. She's not back you? Uh, back you more than you. I think she's a fun villain too. No, you don't. But, hashtag. <laughs> well, now you can't just say my opinions. I literally said <laughs> well, he was fun. you can't say fun. mine. Lashif is number 18. That's my opinion. <laughs> I'm not changing what you said, though. Uh, hashtag not my 12 you Not Toby awesome. Stevens 12 Can we Not anyone's 12 um, Toby Stevens had Toby Stevens at like 23 yeah. Ben Come on It's just you know It, it would have been so dumb If you hadn't even put Le Sheep up <laughs> Like before the Le Sheep thing This would have been dumb Don't and tell now my opinions <laughs> And now It's stress inducing Your face is stress inducing Um, my turn or i don't know no it's mine i have to follow this (laughs) i'm gonna make somebody else angry here sadly it's just gonna be a war with ben now i'm not doing this just as as retaliation to ben you put a lecture up i'm slapping your baby I'm literally younger by the minute. I'm ben. flying <laughs> over there. I'm picking your baby up. I'm slapping it in the face, and then I'm coming back to Australia. Uh, I'll just get out of the way here. This is also going to anger at least one of our listeners who uh, said to us this week this was their favorite villain when we said we were recording this long-awaited episode. Oh, Max Soren, number oh, twelve for fuck me. You. Which, if you. If you listen to our View to the Kill episode, this is higher than I think I would have said I would ranked him, you know, back when we recorded View to a Kill. And this is where I have to kind of separate in a different way from Telly Savalas. I mean, I feel like too many people are so high on Christopher Walken as an actor that they look on this performance more fondly than it really should. Because if you're ranking, you know, this among Christopher Walken performances, it's probably a bottom five all-time Christopher Walken performance. But just because you're like, well, Christopher Walken played a Bond villain, that doesn't make it great. Having said that, when I was doing this list, even my first round of doing this, I probably had him like 16, 17. I have bumped him up because a lot of the things about Renard that work, I think work about Zoran as well, but they do work slightly better here. 
And I'm a fan of Renard, but I also feel like maybe they went too far with his whole super freak thing. And Max Zorin's kind of the original Renard, the original super freak here. Uh, some things about him work, some things don't work. Um, but yeah, everybody can hate me now because I put Christopher Walken in 12th place. Yeah, I ha- definitely have him higher. But not overly much higher. We've only got 12 spots left. Um, <laughs> Ben's profile pic changed now. <laughs> oh, I don't see it. <laughs> I see. <laughs> That's good Photoshop. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's just asking Ben to be <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> it's a picture of somebody wearing an arm and idiot t-shirt with Noah's head. If people are wondering at home. <laughs> um... Yeah, which that's kind of the pot, isn't it? Um, Racist. The pot calling the co- pot calling the kettle oh, a fucking idiot. Um, what are we talking about? Where's oh, my uh, list of friend? I'm going to find that email. I like that person. I have Zoran higher, not overly much higher, but I pretty much agree with most of your points. Um, no, just no. He's. I'm not talking about him for ages, so I'm not even going to dignify that with a response. Um, All right. My turn? Sadly, yes. Um, number eleven. I mean, I wow, this is like a triple Pierce Brosnan swoop here. Uh, it's Elliot Carver. Um, the the first rule of mass media is at least put him in the top twelve. Um, he is great. Now, this is camp done well because he is really a campy villain. Uh, but it never feels cringeworthy at all. And I love the overtopness. I think Jonathan Price is amazing. I like kind of this, because, I mean, let's face it, these kind of media guys are the true villains of the world. Um, hey. So seeing him, uh, well, Ben, you're not a media guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about all those jobs you got out of your journalism degree. <laughs> when did I graduate? Like two months ago? <laughs> Wait five years, and then you can answer that question. Just ask Jackie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I think he's fantastic. I don't know about top ten, though. May is a bit too high, but I think eleven's pretty good, because he's just so fun, and I like his plan, even though it's so over the top. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Elliot Carver. I think he works. Definitely um, underrated in my eye. Um, next, talk, Colin. I'm not talking about him yet. <laughs> I mean, I said everything about Elliot Carver. I'm actually kind of surprised that he's this high up even for Noah. Not Noah specifically, but just in general. I don't think Elliot Carver is generally regarded as being a great James Bond villain. But I I do think that his reputation has sort of improved over the years. I don't know if it's just Jonathan Price or maybe people coming to appreciate that over-the-top Bond. So I I don't think a lot of people are going to be too shocked about him being ranked in the middle here at number 12. Just want to quickly read this to you guys. Hi, guys. Sadly, I'm nearing the end of your podcast. I've had great fun listening to them. I was somewhat upset about the song ranking podcast, so it seemed to me that Colin and Noah were ganging up on Ben, basically calling him stupid and gay because of his song rankings. Now, whereas I don't necessarily agree with Ben or anybody else's rankings, it's a subjective thing. Nobody's stupid for liking a song that's generally hated or for hating a song that's generally liked. We all have our personal preferences. I was amazed that Ben was able to hold his head up to face 
such a constant bad <laughs> Maybe you guys are all great friends and don't really take the comment seriously. But it was a bit much. And he did so without criticising anyone else's choices either. Good on you, Ben. You've proven you're the better man. Now, Brett, I've lost it in this episode. I have lost it in this episode. Ben Waterworth wrote that. I am not I am not the better man of this podcast because no, I've had enough. I'm a grown man in 2018. <laughs> I, I love that we got criticised for calling him stupid and gay, but every time we say something, you're like, Colin's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Number 11. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought I was going to be told off for this one, but Noah put him up three spots ago. Uh, I've got... Terry Savalas says <laughs> Blofeld. Um, I mean, I kind of said bits and pieces when you put him up before. I enjoy it. They should have called him something else. Um, it's a great film. Uh, clearly, Jamie falls asleep, though, during it. Uh, hashtag should be more shirtless, Telly. So, yeah, Blofeld, Telly, Savalas. Hashtag not my top ten. Um, I'm sorry to say hashtag not my top ten. Let's kill oh. one stone again. I've got... Telly Savalas, number 11. And the reason for this is partly because when I did my rankings, I didn't want to have uh, 30% of my top 10 made up of Blofelds, because if you can count, there's still two more to come here. But I will say, I, I love him running. Uh, I love him <laughs> tobogganing, <laughs> skiing. Um, what I think he suffers from is maybe not being menacing enough and it's partly just the movie. I mean, the movie itself was a lot closer to the books. He also wasn't supposed to know Bond at the time. So I think we would have had a different Blofeld if they hadn't had to go that route of them both being in disguise. But uh, I think he's kind of a distinguished villain. He almost fits more as like a Dr. No type villain than, you know, the evil mastermind. So maybe Telly Savalas could have played, you know, a better villain in a different movie. And this is, that's no knock against him. Um, I still think he's a great Blofeld. I just don't think that he's the, the definitive Blofeld. Uh, yeah, I already put him up. I like him too, but yeah, the action stuff doesn't do it for me, and there's a bit of kind of plot holy things going on. Um, but I think Terry Savalas is still good as a Bond villain. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, oh, uh, is it that's just Noah's turn again. <laughs> yeah, it comes around too quickly when you two agree on things. Um, so, uh, well, now we've done up to 11, so I guess we should recap before we head into our top 10. Uh, so just to go all the way back to 19, at number 19, I've got that eye patch is all right. Uh, Largo, uh, look what the cat dragged in, Charles Gaze, Blofeld, um Mr. Big or Dr. Kananga, uh, Fat Albert at number 17. Number 16, Ricky Gervais's uh, Hugo Drax. Number 15, um, sorry I wasn't there for the interview, it's Fran Sanchez. Ugh. Number 14, it's Terry Savalas's Blofeld. Number 13, it's uh, Unlucky 13 for Renard. Um, number 12, it's my controversial pick of the episode, uh, Electra, um, hopefully she doesn't turn on me. And number 11, the first rule of mass media is Elliot Carver can't make top 10. Uh, what are we starting at, 19? Oh, look at Noah's put the fat picture of me up. Hilarious. Um, 
And no need to put I'm an idiot. It's just assumed. <laughs> You're such a cunt. Um, What's the subject? Carl Stromberg, 19. Um, 18. Deserved spotless Shifra. Uh, 17, Hugo Drax. Oh, whatever. Ha, <laughs> you said it wrong. 16th, Deserved Spot, Dr. No. 15th, uh, what did I even do at 15th? Dr. Kananga. 14th, I put, uh, Rosie Klebb. 13th, Paul Renard. Uh, 12th, Gustav Graves. And 11th, uh, Telly Monster. I couldn't listen to those. <laughs> <laughs> I zoned out to it. Made it easier to get through this. Um, 19, I put, uh, Grandpa Carl Stromberg, 18, uh, how is he higher than Le Chief on Ben's list, Hugo Drax, 17, the great Kamal Khan, or aka the great Louis Jordan, 16, the controversial Elliot Carver, uh, the greatest journalism character in the history of cinema, <laughs> 15, uh, gender-bending Rosa Klebb, 14, I like him better when I interview him, Fran Sanchez, 13, everybody's favorite number 13, Renard, 12, Max Zorin, aka Christopher Walken's weakest performance, and 11, Terry Savalas's Blofeld. Um, all right, so now we're moving into the top 10, and at this point, at least on my list, there's not a single bad one. In fact, all of these are amazing. The top 10, there's not a single, like, oh, they're all right. Um, so, uh, yeah, this might be controversial, but at this point, can you even be controversial unless it's Ben's list? Like, we've only 10 spots left. Um, but number 10 is definitely the archetype of James Bond villains and such a memorable, so many quotes, amazing. I think the film is slightly overrated, but it still would probably be in my top 10. Um, it is Auric, our good friend, Mr. <gasps> Mr. Finger the Gold. <gasps> Mr. Finger the Gold. <laughs> number 10. I think I stopped breathing there. What? I'll go off at him then, Colin. Go off at him. Hang up. <laughs> um, yeah, only good things to say, but uh, I guess it comes down to personal preference because objectively he's amazing. Uh, that's subjectively. Subjective. Oh, listen to him. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Noah, you make a valid point in your stupid opinion. Subjectively, he's also amazing, but it's just at this point when there's 10, I like some of the other ones better. But this guy really invented it, um, and he's great. You know, he's the one fat villain allowed in the top 10. Um, <laughs> and this is one where the henchmen and the are the just equal fitted. Um, so yeah maybe i can talk about it when you guys put it up i guess this is controversial but i think he's great but there's just more i like better i think this film in general is uh, overrated but goldfinger is still fantastic turned into a fucking pig (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) this is more entertaining look what pictures we can come up with um well, I mean, uh, let's just not beat around the bush. I've got him at number 10, too. So, um... Oh, <laughs> I'm going lo- l- 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 to be lumped in with Ben now. <laughs> um, this is what it's come to, Noah. I just, I just find that my top 10, I just can't move the others around enough that, to me, he goes... I mean, like, I think everything Noah said is correct. Oh, look at me, um, and I mean, he's the iconic villain when it comes to sort of, you know, the first real kind of over the top one who 
really sells kind of what I'm trying to argue about Bond villains. But I think for me, this is a similar thing I think I said in the song rankings one, where I think like my middle eight or nine all could have moved around with each other. My top ten's solid, but I just I have to have the nine ahead of him that I've got. So um, yeah, sorry, Colin. Uh, I've got Goldfinger at ten as well. Look, again, it's it's not that it's a bad thing. As everybody's saying, this is a top 10 villain. It's just this is the lowest part of the top 10, and it's Goldfinger. And we've talked about, you know, this villain was fun. This villain was fun. You, we've got people still to come. Like Elliot Carver, who is being called a fun villain, is he more fun than Goldfinger? Goldfinger is the yes. epitome of a fun villain. But we have I mean, him lower. I didn't. Ben, did you have Elliot Carver I haven't lower? had him yet. Nope. He's not on my oh. list yet. Exactly. Sorry, I, I take I retract that statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if Goldfinger were a journalism major, I guarantee he would have been in Ben's top five. <laughs> what What did he major in? Uh, gold, goldness, gold studies. Finance. <laughs> um, it, it's your turn, I think, Carl. Well, that was my turn. I just told you guys you were idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my turn to rank. Okay, that's what you meant. Um, well, let me tell you who's not number 10. Goldfinger, who's easily a top five, and that spoils oh. a little bit where top five is going. Ooh. But I'm going to be the first person to put this one up, and I feel like, kind of like Christopher Walken, maybe the actor playing this character is given more credit Ooh. than the character deserves. It's a bit of a confusing thing here, and I talked about this. Every time this movie comes up, every... 32 times we have discussed the movie Spectre, (laughs) I've said that I find the first half of this movie to be great, and then the second half really just falls apart. And I ranked him here as Blofeld, but I gotta be honest, if I'm saying who earned the number 10 spot, it would be Oberhauser. I found him more interesting before they did the whole Blofeld reveal, and it has nothing to do with hair or anything else like that. I don't mind if it's (laughs) Blofeld, but... He's obviously not the ultimate Blofeld, and I don't think he deserves to be higher than Goldfinger. Um, Maybe if this were a better movie, or if he, kind of like my argument with Sanchez, if he improved this movie, it would help. But, like, if Telly Savalas is playing this character, or if Robert Carlyle is playing the exact same character the exact same way, does he get as high as if it was Christoph Waltz? I think that's kind of a little bit of bias on Christoph Waltz. Yeah, I didn't know where to put this guy at all, and I still don't 100% know. Um, It's not my number nine, but yeah, I think he's fantastic, though, but yeah, is he like one of the best? I don't know. He's definitely worthy of top 10, and I'm still not sure. I've written a number down for him, but I'm not sure. I don't fully agree. I think he is a fantastic villain. Um and, you know, yeah, maybe the argument is because it is Christopher Waltz, but that's because he is so damn amazing and he steals the show every time he's on screen. So, um, you know, the actor is also slightly part of the villain as well. But, yeah, I don't know. I think Noah just summed it up. The actor is part of the villain. And I'm sorry, Colin, I'm not doing this to be a dick. I'm generally saying this. I think you're underselling both Christopher Vito. Walken and oh. Christoph Waltz and you're talking them down. I completely disagree with the way you're ranking them based on that. So I'll talk about these two you're a lot. You're being very respectful, Ben. I know. I'm, try- I'm <laughs> trying to take a new leaf in the top ten because I feel what we're going to be yelling at each other an hour ago when you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I rethought my ways and uh, I've grown as a man. Thank you, uh, Bryn Groves. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not talking about him for a while, so um, this is too low. No. Um, yes. Goldfinger is too low. Your face is too low. Uh, <laughs> Ben's back. That's the family man. This, I just want to point out, this is the one that our listener, Bryn Groves, defended as taking the high road. Ben, who's just been commenting on everybody's faces for the last hour. <laughs> Your face is too low. Oh, you were bullied. Um, yeah, what about, what, where's the message for Colin, Bryn? He's going to go, oh, oh, Jamie, oh, Ben said my face was too low. <laughs> I feel really Bryn bullied. From? Oh no, Colin. Oh wait, sorry. Oh. I thought you were impersonating Bryn. I'm not bullying Bryn. <laughs> yet. Um, Bryn, my I number nine. I'm tossing up. <laughs> I'm tossing up between a few here. Uh, is that because Bryn is your fake? Shut Come up. on. No, well, don't gr- give away the illusion. We're you- playing this campy act up between all three of us. Now you're just being rude. Um, we're playing this up? Oh, sorry. I, I didn't know this was an act. Um, oh, which one? All right, I'll go with this one. Number nine. Love this guy to death. Uh, I love the super freak stuff going on here. I think the actor is amazing, and I don't think this is one of his worst performances. Um, I'm sure he's been in some B-movies of the 90s and stuff like that. Uh, Max Zorin, number nine. He's amazing, iconic. I feel like, even if he was terrible, I feel like everyone knows him as a Bond villain, and he's remembers Max Zorin, but I don't even think he's terrible. I like the kind of Nazi super soldier stuff going on, and that scene where he just slaughters people is amazing, uh, and he's really got a lot of presence, and I like that we've kind of got a younger villain uh, works here, unlike uh, Toby Stevens, um, and I love his relationship with Mayday. Well, I don't love it. It's kind of creepy, actually, in one scene, but... Um, Karate sex. <laughs> not as creepy as Moore and Mayday uh, so I don't really have too many negatives to say about Max Zorin he's just maybe not as up there as much as the other ones but I think he's amazing I don't think it's one of Christopher, uh, Christopher Walken's worst performances um, so yeah I'm, I'm a Max Zorin fan, I like his death too um, I haven't been talking about him for a while <laughs> oh. uh, I just want to again reinforce I only had him three spots lower than this and to say it's one of his worst performances, this is also Christopher Walken we're talking about. I'm not saying it's a bad performance. I'm saying when you can, if you were to rank the greatest Christopher Walken performances, Max Zorin's nowhere near the top of it. Uh, and, and is he really that iconic as a villain, or is Christopher Walken iconic because he was in a Bond movie? That would be my argument. Uh, okay, number nine... Uh, Elliot Carver. Um, I love, like, Tomorrow Never Dies is becoming my real, like, I want to defend this movie more. I feel it doesn't get as much love as it should. And what really helps it to me, I mean, you know, I love the song. Oh, you put it at number two or number three, you're an idiot. Um, I just love Elliot Carver as a villain. And, like, this is just so over the top. It's brilliant. Jonathan Price plays it so well and, I just love, like, it's a unique idea for, like, a villain. The fact that he's, like, a journalist and he's, like, a newspaper mogul. And, like, because this is, like, Noah, you sort of joked about it, but, like, 
you kind of got to think about the world we live in and the media people kind of do control basically how we see the world. So it makes a lot of sense that this is something that somebody like Rupert Murdoch could do. So I just, I just love him. I love just his quirks. Uh, I just love how he, you know, he's like little things like that. Um, (laughs) and he has a great death as well. Like I, I just love Elliot Carb. I think he needs more love and, to me, I think he is easily a top ten villain, and that's why I have him at number nine. It's just weird because Zorin and Carver were both sort of copies of Goldfinger, and it, I refuse to live in a world where the imitations of Goldfinger are somehow higher than the original Goldfinger on somebody's Imitation list. Imitation gold, you might say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this is like the Cuber, what is the Cubersaconia equivalent of gold? Elliot Carver. Okay, that's Jamie. That's what, you, that's what you buy her. So, yeah, <laughs> that was either a very genuine laugh or a very fake one. <laughs> no, that was that was. I was that like, was ah, ha, ha. Ha. <laughs> I got nothing else to add. I'm just disgusted at Ben. Well, I think Noah's meant to talk right your now. Turn. And... <laughs> yeah, we're just waiting on Noah. Oh, I thought it was your turn. I mean, I've already put him up. Yeah, Elliot Carver. I like him. He's fun. I don't know about his kind of Asian noises. <laughs> um, my turn. Okay, so let's finally take this guy off the board. Way higher than I think either of you guys wanted him to go, but I've got Kananga finally. Um, let me think. What have I left to say about him? I am way more sold on this character after the rewatches that we've done because I feel like he's the one thing that really improves about this movie. I think that he's such a unique villain for a James Bond movie and that he's the opposite of what you expect. I mean, you see the Mr. Big thing, which is just this over-the-top, you know, mobster character, drug dealer or whatever. And then Kananga is, like, really sophisticated. And uh, I specifically think about the the scene that he has with, you know, did you touch her or whatever with with Bond. No. And he's just so quiet and calm and then... And then he, the way he just explodes, I think that Yafakota is amazing as this. He has enough moments of over-the-topness. I think he fits that kind of villain. And then I also think he has enough moments where you can take him as being a serious threat. You know, just whether it be the drug dealer or the prime minister of San Monique or whatever it is. Uh, I just love Yafakota. You know, we talked about being able to have a, you know, the first female Bond villain. Well, here we have the first, you know... Uh, bond villain that's not white we have a black bond villain and he's playing it against type you have the mr big character which is what people in 1973 would have expected and then he's playing exactly opposite he's playing it almost more sophisticated than james bond and more intellectual than james bond i I love kananga i think i love him more every time i watch the movie yeah i don't know if i want to live in a world of kananga top 10 um yeah, I think you make great cases, and yeah, Yafikoto is amazing, but as I already said, I mean, where did I put him, like, um, 17, so, uh, yeah, he's good, but he's just not that memorable for me to be a top 10 villain. I agree with Noah. Uh, I mean, I had him, no, actually, I didn't have him the lowest, I had the second lowest. Um, yeah, I don't really have much about it, he's not a top 10 villain, in my opinion. All right, so number eight, we're really knocking out like the big names now. Um, this villain probably has the best line of any 
villain ever and the best introduction. But I guess why he's not top five for me, and he is so iconic, but it's kind of Ben's Doctor No argument, is lack of screen time. Um, I don't know if that's legitimate enough to put Doctor No wherever Doctor No ended up on his list, but when we're getting into the top ten, the nitty-gritty. Um, so third, Blofeld out the door. Um, don't know if this is controversial or not, but Donald Pleasance is gone. Um, I literally don't have anything bad to say about Donald Pleasant. I think he's amazing. Uh, I can't think of a criticism. He is the definitive Blofeld. Um, I wish he was in the other two Blofeld films. I like him over skiing Blofeld or gay Blofeld. Um, I kind of wish he returned. I think he's fantastic. That scar and the build-up of Blofeld over those few films for that payoff is just fantastic. Uh, And even when he's in the shadows during that film, he's amazing. Uh, and then I love him running around the volcano at the end. Um, he spawned pretty much the, all the James Bond parodies, Dr. Evil and everything. Um, I could easily put him as the best Blofeld as well. Like, it's really coming down to the wire. Um, yeah, the only kind of really negative is kind of lack of screen presence, uh, screen appearance. But Donald Pleasance is an amazing Blofeld and one of the most iconic villains of James Bond. Well, I thought I was going to get told off putting him at number eight, but apparently he stole my fucking thunder. So I've got him at number eight too. Um, it's like, oh, shit, I need a number eight. Uh, <laughs> Donald. And I honestly <laughs> I honestly thought I was going to be the only one to have Christoph Waltz's Blofeld as number, the best one. But hey, cool, whatever. I mean, look, yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he's when you think of James Bond villains, you arguably probably think of, you know, this iteration of, Blofeld, because he has that iconic introduction, he's got the look, he's got the cat. I mean, for God's sakes, we had three parody films that spawn off a multi-million you know, million dollar franchise based purely on the looks, and Dr. Evil might be even more well-known than Austin Powers. So, you know, it's kind of, it's a whole thing based on that. So he's just got that look, and when you think of, you know, over-the-top villains and things like that, you think of these type of movies. I mean, it's not just Austin Powers. I mean, what, Claw and Inspector Gadget had the cat... It was kind of like a combination of Doctor No and Blofeld. You know, it's just, it's just, this is the look of what a villain is in these type of films. So, yeah. And, but I mean, like, it is kind of the Doctor No argument that he's not got a lot to do. Um, I have him double the spot of Doctor No just because he's more memorable and you can just remember what, everything about him. And it's so iconic with that. But, um, I mean, I think kind of despite a few, discrepancies here i think for the most part we're all going to be in agreement of this top eight i guess because we've all got very similar ones there's only a couple here that we're going to be different on it's just going to be which order we put them in so um yeah this is where well, i, I definitely to. have two different to you ben yes you do noah <laughs> um can i just again get your opinions on what i said earlier about oberhauser being the more interesting villain than when he was blofeld in the inspector are you talking to me or noah both of you. Well, I haven't really given an opinion yet, and I will when I put him up. <laughs> okay. Um, Noah well, Oberhauser. Well, what are you, when are you talking about Oberhauser? Like, during the meetings and stuff like that? or I mean, just all around. Oberhauser, like, everything up until the reveal of him being Blofeld, where they suddenly have to make the character too Blofeldy. Um, I've never really distinguished the two. I've always thought it kind of leads in well with each other, and I never thought, oh, they've ruined it now that they said he's Blofeld. Maybe it's because I just always knew he was going to be Blofeld. Um, no, I, I don't think it, it becomes too different, in my opinion. 
I, don't know, I, I think it's weird because like I don't think any of us would disagree that Donald Pleasance is Blofeld, and you could say you know screen time or whatever, but was. Christoph Waltz really playing Blofeld for the majority of this movie? I mean, you wouldn't have said, you but know, that I, the, the boardroom scene was a total... Or maybe it is kind of a Blofeld scene. I don't know, but... I, I think... I, I just... Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> we're talking about screen time. There's another character that's going to come up very soon who's not introduced until, like, the last half hour of a movie. Um, don't take my, my argument for gospel. I'm the dumb one here. Like, I love how you like taking this... Like, that's my version of an argument. <laughs> Well, I'm talking about somebody that Noah's yet to rank who's even higher than this, that, that uh, you know, doesn't have as much screen time. So, I don't know. I, I Donald Pleasance, I think, is the ultimate blow fill. And I'm, we're really down to the wire here. It's not like he's going to be that much different on mine. But um, here's the moment where Ben says 10 places too high. I've got Lashif at number eight. Um, 10 places which too high. Which really, it's, <laughs> it's, it's nothing against Lashif or Mads Mikkelsen. This is like the ultimate. I, I'd say... You know, Kananga sort of ends the the ones that I had any complaints about. I've got no complaints about anybody in my top eight here. Uh, the only reason I could say that some other ones are higher than Lashif is because there are other villains that I'm sad to say this kind of goes with Ben's argument, who were calling the shots a little bit more. And I love the quirk about the bleeding eye. And it's not just that. It's the fact that they made him kind of a weak character. And that goes back to all of them. I mean, Dr. No, you could say, yeah, I had claws for his hands. Or you could say, well, he was a weak character because he had no hands. You could say for, you know, Jaws, he, he has steel teeth. Or you could say he's a weak character. He has no teeth. I don't know. It's, and no it, it was back And no <laughs> balls, yes. <laughs> um, it's back to those quirks that the character got, even though the movie went in such a different direction. Uh, and I feel like... They took the Lashif character from the book, which was kind of even more quirky and made him more normal while also giving more depth. And the scene that Ben hated about you know him kind of weeping at the end, that's what makes him such a great villain. Because for every villain, there's going to be somebody who's bigger. And that's kind of what we're going through on this list. You know, For every Goldfinger, there's going to be somebody that even Goldfinger would be terrified of. So I love Lashif, but uh, no insult at all to him to have him in eighth place. Yeah, I'll talk a bit more when I get to it, but I have him higher than this. I talked about him 10 spots ago where he should have gone, so, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is it my turn, I guess? I think so. Uh, So, number seven... I'm still not decided on my top eight, really. Um, Number seven, I mean, maybe a bit too high, and I agree with your criticism for it, but I just... There's something about her I just love. It's a purely subjective thing. It's Rosa Klebb. Um, from Russia with Love is weird, where it's really Spectre. It's not really any one of them. It's Red. Uh, it's um, Rosa. It's Blofeld in the Shadows. It's really the whole organization. Uh, but I think she's great, and she was the first kind of main female villain. Um, and she's just pure fun, while still having kind of that menacing Soviet kind of thing going on, the Spectre thing. Um but it is campy without being too over the top. And, yeah, she's hardly the most memorable. I guess this is my one in the top ten that's more just a personal... I just adore her. Um, I love her at the end as well. And just she's so fun. I love her with Tanya as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, way higher than you guys. And I totally get that you think she's maybe not that memorable or anything. But I just there's something about Rosa Klebb that I think is really fun and cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, I put her up before. 
Uh, I thought I was going to get ripped into it for putting her at 14th, but Colin put her at 15th, so I guess I was the middleman. And it's not that I think she's unmemorable. I just think if we're talking about main villains, there were more intimidating and better villains than her. Uh, great character, just not as great as a villain. I kind of am re-looking at my rankings now of Sanchez and Rosa Klebb thinking, should I have swapped those two around because I enjoy yeah. Rosa Klebb more? But at the same time, I think Sanchez made more of an impact in the movie, which just had more to do with, I guess, his screen time. It's just weird because you have Kleb at what place are we at? Seventh? Seventh. Seventh. And your eighth place was, Noah? <laughs> <laughs> Donald Pleasant's Blofer. <laughs> I mean, is Rosa Klebb in this movie that much more than Donald Pleasance? Does she make more of an impression than Donald Pleasance? Is it kind of no, Donald Pleasance really. is coming up pretty soon for me? <laughs> it's just, I mean, one one spot. I mean, it's kind of you could swap them if you really wanted to. Yeah. I, I, again, my complaint has more to do with you know uh, the other Blofeld that's higher than Donald Pleasance here but am I the next one to rank or Ben did uh, you hi, have Hi how are you I'm Ben I'm also involved in this podcast yeah. um, <laughs> sadly <laughs> Sorry, apparently this over. we um, know what's still to come with you now I ooh, look I feel this could be controversial but I guess it's number seven so nothing we- you say can be controversial on <laughs> I guess You've we're done at... enough damage, man. Haha, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I guess we're at seven, so... <laughs> uh, it's not really controversial, because this is still the seventh best Bond villain, and he's he could easily be higher than this, and I think he will be both on your list. Um, but I can't... Fall... There's not... I'm not going to say anything negative about him. I'm not going to say anything negative about any of my final seven, because I think they're just beyond brilliant. This is where I found this a lot more difficult than the song one. Uh, I'm just going to say it straight away because I'm going to get like people rolling their eyes at me. Uh, I'm putting Scaramanga up at seven. Um, but like, I, I'm not going to say anything bad about him though because he's amazing. I mean, he's basically like to me. There's two Bond villains who are basically evil Bond, and I think that the other one to me is better. But again, that's kind of like the argument of Collins going off at us for the improvements of Goldfinger. Um, which we'll get to, but like again, just Chris Lee, he's the king of playing villains in the history of movies. Uh, I mean, he's so good in this role. The third nipple is amazing. Um, <laughs> you know, him and Nick, like it's just it's just so good. The lair, um, and like the fact that he just has his gun that you know he's so good. He shoots and kills in one shot, and you think of the Goldeneye video game, one shot kills, golden gun. Um, just. Yeah, and like I am a fan of the man with the golden gun. I think is it Colin? You're the one that's with me on that. I can't remember if no. I, yeah, defend me. I, I like the man with the okay, golden. Sorry, gun. Sorry, I, I forgot. It's a song. Maybe <laughs> I'm thinking of that you don't like Noah. But um, I, I'm there's nothing bad about him. I can say I'm going to keep repeating that a hundred times over. But I just like the top six just slightly better. <laughs> I was about to say I just like the name. Um, I mean, this is the point where. We probably should be critical of Ben because he's ranked him number seven, Scarhamanga. But we really are up to the top villains. I feel like once I'm probably forgetting one or two. I'm trying to keep track of my head who Ben has not ranked yet to see how appalled I should be that Scarhamanga is lower than some of those people. So I'll reserve my criticism for whatever's to come in your sixth or fifth spot. Except that you did say everything right about Scarhamanga there, so at least you're learning on how to present your terrible rankings. <laughs> Wow. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Scaramanga at seven. Okay. 
Um, I'll finally get to talk about this person. It's funny that it's not really not that far off from what you guys ranked. My complaint more is about the fact that Christoph Waltz, I don't think in any way, is a better Blofeld than Donald Pleasance. Uh, and I think all of us can kind of agree that there is something to that lucky number 11 line about, uh, you know, the greatest Blofeld was the one you didn't see in uh, From Russia with Love and Thunderball. Uh, the funny thing is I, I wasn't always the biggest – I was always a big Donald Pleasance fan and what he did with this character. But there years ago, I would have said, no, he's not in the movie nearly enough to matter. This is a perfect example of a movie kind of like with you know what I was saying. Certain villains don't improve the movie and certain villains will improve their movie. I don't think that he improves the only of twice. I ranked it like near my very bottom Bond movies. But – the only credit I give the only live twice period is the Donald Pleasant stuff on the end. And I think he has so much to do with that. And he is the ultimate Blofeld. He is the, the visually he is what every bond villain, you know, uh, has compared to not just as in, you know, you think about Dr. Evil or whatever, taking that look, but Goldfinger, he kind of had all the quirks and everything, but as far as like you need the striking visual look for your villain, that all came down to Donald Pleasance. And what's crazy to think is that he was a last-minute substitute, and even the look of Blofeld was sort of a last-minute thing they just threw on Donald Pleasance. And what he's able to do with you know really only half an hour of screen time at the end is crazy. Uh, and I think we're just—it's so sad that we were robbed of being able to get him back as Blofeld again. But that Christoph Waltz is better than Donald Pleasance—I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I put him at eight, you put him at seven. Um, yeah, don't have anything bad to say about him. He's so iconic. He is the look of a James Bond villain. I really want to watch that scene again right now. I second what Noah said. <laughs> what a surprise. Um, <laughs> so moving into the top six. Now I'm going to knock someone off their pedestal, which they've been on so far um hasn't been brought up i don't know if that's just because i'm first in the order or if you're all are going to be have this higher again it's so hard to even really say much at this point because i don't have criticisms for pretty much anyone left um this was a fantastic villain uh following a really terrible villain so they corrected their mistake uh every scene then the still the show this is one where the actor and the villain are both fantastic together um, really iconic, and for a 50th anniversary celebration, you couldn't ask for a better villain. Uh, it's just typical James Bond villain. It ticks all the boxes. Um, I kind of like... Uh, it's silver, if uh, anyone's wondering. Um, I like what they do with him and M. I think that's... Normally, I don't like it when kind of the characters are involved with like the villains or anything like that, although there's still one person who is involved with Bond that hasn't been named by any of us yet, but uh, normally, I'm not too into that, but I like it. I think it really works with uh, uh, M, and he's just so sadistic. And Javier Bardem is an amazing actor. And I like that this this all the Bond villains are crazy, but this guy has to be like the craziest. He's just nuts. Uh, and I love all the scenes when he's got Bond captured. I love him at the end, him on the train with Hannah Stokely. Um, <laughs> he, he's just crazy. He's like a mad, evil child or something. Um, and even the teeth, like it looks a little almost dated, but I, I like that as well, that crazy face as his kind of deformity. It's kind of creepy. Um, so for a 50th anniversary, they ticked all the boxes and all the criteria you need for just a typical Bond villain. And 
maybe not the most memorable of all time, but definitely still memorable. I love Silver. Yeah, we've only got one person that none of us mentioned now. Interesting. Um, hmm. hmm. Yeah, too low. I won't talk about him for a while. <laughs> not many more names I can really say. Still too low. Um, I'll agree too low, but kind of like with Ben's argument, it's... Uh, if if you're in the the top tier, and we're all saying positive things like with Scar Manga and with Silva, so I can't really disagree with anything you said except you know I I think that this villain it's going to be higher. That's all I can really say to disagree at this point. I mean, I should say I wrote this list in five minutes, and even as we it were shows. signing on, my, my list. <laughs> so you know he could be higher, but I, he's not my favorite. So sixes, I'm sticking by. Uh, okay, let's clear someone off the board. Um, so, Colin put him at 12th, Noel put him at 9th, Max Zorn at 6th. Um, can I just say that I watched Click the other day, um, and... Really? Chris, yeah. Adam Sandler? I, yeah, I like Click. It's a good movie. But Christopher Walken, like, if you're talking bottom performances... <laughs> um, hmm. But no, look, I, look, I think you need... I think the praise and everything that he gets for playing this is warranted and then some. I talked about this enough in A View to a Kill. I think I said in A View to a Kill is a top five villain. Well, he's just missing out of my top five. But, like, there's that top ten on Watch Mojo of top ten actors who need to play Bond villains. Kevin Spacey's on that list, and maybe they will put him on there because, like, that's maybe the only thing that people will believe him now. But I still think Kevin Spacey should play a Bond villain. But, like, Christopher Walken is somebody who deservedly played one. He's so good. Uh, he just is sadistic, like Noah said. It. He literally has a scene where, for no reason, he just grabs a machine gun and mows down people for no reason, except he's an absolute callous prick. Um, and that, to me, is a Bond villain. Like, he's just an asshole. When he's dying, he's laughing like just like an absolute crazy person. So, like, he's just quintessential Bond villain, at least the sixth one. Uh, so good. Christopher Walken is amazing. He deserves all the praise he gets. And for a movie, a movie, I'm now Austin Powers, uh, that I think deserves a little bit more love than it should in aspects, I think he is a view to a kill. He's 100% a view to a kill. And I I love him. I love Max Zorin, so he's six for me. (laughs) Um, The end. I kind of said everything I had to say about Zorin earlier. And again, it's not that I dislike Zorin. I just find that he's a little bit overrated in comparison to some of the other ones on here. Uh, Some people are going to be critical when they hear what my next choice is. But uh, we'll get to that in about, I don't know, a minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I put him at ninth, so he's top ten for me. I think he's great. Maybe just there's better ones, but I, I love Mac Zoran. I think he's an amazing Nazi supervillain uh, villain. All right, so number six for me, um, where anybody who's been listening to me criticizing Christoph Waltz or Max Zoran uh, is now going to be like, well, how did you put Sophie Marceau in your top six? I love Electric King, and I defended The World Is Not Enough as a movie. I think that Electric King is one of the strongest villains, just as a character. The, the, she's probably one of the most uh, in-depth characters that the Bond series has ever had. There's so much going on with her. Uh, and they pulled off everything effortlessly with her, as I said earlier, with uh, you know the swerve of her being the victim and then actually being the villain and then being the main villain. Uh, what I love about her is just how good she is with the, as the, the cockiness of Electric King. 
And I always think about that last scene with her and Brosnan. Well, the last two scenes, the torture scene with her and, and Brosnan with the, the chair is just incredible. And she really has to carry that scene because all Pierce Brosnan is doing is grunting and looking like he's trying to, you know, uh, pass stool or something. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, forgot, it's, yeah. it's not like his. Yeah. <laughs> but the scene that follows that where he's chasing her, I just love her performance of that as well. And. You know, you don't really fully understand her character until you get that moment where he's, you know, telling her to call off the submarine. And she's like, you wouldn't kill me. And then she's like, dive, dive. And, you know, he pulls the trigger. She 100% believed that she was untouchable. And there's a lot of Bond villains who believe that because they're the most powerful person on the planet. She wasn't that powerful in this movie. You know, she didn't have a lot of control and she wasn't trying to take over the world or anything. It's just she believed herself to be so unstoppable uh, I think that it's little subtle things like that that I love about her character. Uh, and it's not even just her as, you know, the first female villain. I think that that definitely helps just because it's something different. It's not something that you've seen before. Uh, similar to, you know, Ben and I talked about this in the Wonder Woman episode. It's not so much, oh, well, it's a f- female who's fighting like this. It's the fact that they portray her differently as a superhero and they portray Elektra differently as a villain. So, I mean, everything works about her character so well. And she's probably one of the main reasons why i love the movie as much as i do yeah i mean i agree with pretty much everything you say i really do like electra i love the twist um and you know she's amazing in the film um she probably is the highlight of the film all around um but i'm not a big fan of the film i don't know about top six so like there are so many fantastic villains out there and you know she's 12 which is almost top 10 it's over the halfway point so i think she is amazing but I think there are more iconic and more memorable ones. Um, but I love the kind of... It's an example of Bond trying new things that absolutely worked. She looks pretty good for 12. Let's point that out. Um, I won't be talking about yeah, your, her... Your for, cup of tea? I won't be talking about it for a little bit, so move on. Oh, Ben. Oh, Colin. <laughs> Even as I just praise a character, I'm still like, what are you doing, Ben? Oh, Ben. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, it's turning into an orgy. Um, Breeding groves. Oh, um. <laughs> uh, so my number five. Yeah, I don't know if this is too high. I really didn't know where to put this person, um, and I still don't know. Like, I'm probably wake up tomorrow and regret this, or I'll probably wake up tomorrow and never even think of this episode ever again. But um, at you the time, I at guess all. it's number. F- <laughs> I'm gonna wake up. Um. Why did I do that? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I know, uh, you just gave him an excuse to play it again. So, oh, hang on. No, I didn't think about it until now. Thank you. Peppa Pig. I like Peppa Pig better than Die Another Day. I Hashtag agree. Pedro the Pony. Um, yeah, it's... Am I? Oh, I'm the second person to say this. It's probably Ben's number one. Um, Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. I, yeah, I don't know if it's too high because Donald Pleasant is the most iconic and you could make a huge case for Donald Pleasant being better and I'd completely agree. But there's just something about this guy who every single scene he's in is amazing and he steals the show. And just hearing him every sentence, he could say anything um, and I would just be buying it. Like, he is Dying so the good. Day. The actor... <laughs> Yeah, he could be like, I-, I told you to watch Die Another Day, and I would probably watch it. He's just fantastic. Um, so, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it is a lot because it's Christoph Waltz, but it's also just the character he plays, Blofeld or not, just every scene he steals the show. Um, I hope he returns for Bond 25 and they wrap that up. Um, yeah, I feel a bit iffy saying he's the best Blofeld and I don't know if top five is right. That might be recency bias. I don't know. I would have to reevaluate it. I'm not totally sold. Um, but I think he's just amazing. The one criticism... James Bond's brother, like, come on. That's enough to put him in the bottom five. Um, but he's just amazing. He's like plays a typical James Bond villain so well. Are we talking about him soon? Oh, I already talked about him. I, I do think it's a bit high, and I don't have any problem with him other than the fact that I don't think he helps the movie that much. I, I will agree. When he's on screen, you're paying attention to him. You like him, but... In comparison to Electra and what Electra was able to bring to the world is not enough. I don't feel like he did the same thing for Spectre. Stop trying to make Electra happen. <laughs> Stop trying to make Electra a thing. Um, speaking of Electra, she's not my next choice because Fran Sanchez is. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, oh, I'm not. Still on there. Um, yeah, I, I think forgot I... Sanchez was still on the board. I think I said number this... five. I think I said oh, this but- in our episode that he's a top five villain and I stand by it. And my opinion didn't, like, I would have him this high, interview Robert Darby or not. Um, to me, he is licensed to kill. And I-, I love license to kill. Yeah, exactly. That's why he should be in the bottom five. He's, like, <laughs> he's just such a great villain. And he's so, like, I think the fact that you just sell him as just a drug dealer, okay, he's just a drug dealer, but this is the movie, it's similar to what I was saying about someone like Gustav Graves, that, like, in the movie that they're in, you've got to take it for what they are, and, like, this is a movie where it's just literally, legitimately about drug dealing. I think he's brilliant at what he does, he's such a menacing, scary drug dealer, like, there's no way in hell you want to cross this guy, and that, to me, is what makes him such a good villain, because, again, you want to be scared of these villains, I'm scared of Sanchez, like, iguana or not, blinking fish or not, like, this guy is terrifying, and the fact, too, I that- love such a menacing drug dealer, as opposed to those cheery, oh, hi, I want to get your drugs. Well, I mean, Someone get him. you know, um, Fring in Breaking Bad is pretty cheery until he's, like, cutting people's throats. Um, so, there. Um, but, <laughs> I, I just cannot say enough positives about Sanchez, and Robert Darby is amazing as Sanchez. Uh, the stories that he told were fantastic. Download our interview with him, it really is worth it. Um, but yeah, Sanchez to me, when I sat down and wrote this list, and I thought of my top five, he automatically came to mind, and to me, he is way too low on both your lists. Top five, 100%. Drop mic. Drop Mike. Um, I'll be honest. When I was thinking about the scenarios of, oh, I'm sure that there's going to be some coming up for Ben that will make him look like an idiot for placing this character and this character here. I forgot Sanchez is still on there. And again, I kind of defended Sanchez, but higher than Scaramanga, I mean, higher than Lashif, higher than, oh, this is just bizarre. I, and I, I like Sanchez as a villain, but I mean, he doesn't help the movie. And that's kind of been my main complaint for a lot of these so far. Uh, and I don't find it to be that interesting in comparison to some of the other fun ones, like Goldfinger, who was several places lower than this. And again, I'm not the only one yeah. who put him at 10, but, oh, I get the blame for it. Well, I don't think he was... Uh, anyway. He was. Uh, no, it's yeah, me. I mean, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
I like Sanchez, but I've I've wasted enough of my energy <laughs> on Ben's dumb opinions. Um, am I up now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's just get this over with. Uh, uh, it's weird because I I can already tell who's going to be our averaged number one favorite here, most likely. But um, I'm flip flopping between two for this spot, and uh, I almost feel like it's a little bit of bias with this actor that's going to edge them out a little bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the honorable thing here. <laughs> Uh, and put uh, another character that the more I think about it, uh, I'm just higher and higher on them. So this person was in my fourth spot. I'm staring at them in number four on my list, but I'm going to swap it now and be the first person to put up what may very well become our number one pick here. Uh, the great Sean Bean, Alex Trevelyan, 006. I mean, it's such a brilliant idea for a character. And uh, I probably at times in the past i think i think he's the one character that's always been in my top five or maybe there's two characters that have always been in my top five uh, sanchez for ben yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but yeah i don't know i i just think that looking at some of the other characters i think that they're stronger on their own and maybe just i love sean bean so i would rank him a little bit higher but i can't say anything bad about the character i think that he's so good in this role other than the fact that you you kind of have to overlook the fact that there is no way Sean Bean is 50, 60 years old when this movie takes place, which is what they lead you to believe. A <laughs> little bit uh, unrealistic, but just the idea of the character alone is enough to make them a top five character. I mean, you know, a- another double O that, that turns and has this incredible plan. Plus, we've had lots of fight scenes between, you know, Bond and villains before. And I would argue outside of the sean connery robert shaw fight in from russia with love did we really ever have a fight at the level of what we get from pierce brosnan and sean bean in golden eyes so i mean it's just from physicality as a villain i think sean bean kind of reinvented a villain that's something that sadly they've attempted to do with a lot of the more recent younger villains uh like dominic green that probably don't belong in fight scenes so i mean sean bean also reintroduce a bond villain to a new audience and i think there was enough things about him that were new and different and enough things about him that were familiar that it sort of fits with the rest of the series yeah i feel like he probably will be the average out number one um he's not my next pick um yeah i agree with everything you said and more um he's amazing and i mean at this point we're splitting hairs in the top five uh, unless Sanchez is in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree completely. Alec is amazing, and I guess I'll say more when we get to him, which will be very soon because we're nearly done. Can I just point out, both of you have not picked a man who's in a film for five minutes, and just because the movie's called Dr. No, we're going to put him in the top five, and apparently I'm the idiot for choosing one of the most iconic villains who oh, generally no, people agree with <laughs> if you look at these lists. Um, who? Uh, what did I just put up? Sanchez. Like, look at top what, ten. People lists. generally agree. Oh my! Look, you Google on. top ten James Bond villains, and you see how high yeah, Sanchez ben, places on this. Then I don't visit PeterTravers.com. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Peter out of this. He didn't do anything to you. Um. Oh wait, here I've got one where Sanchez is in the top five. Sadly, it's written by Bryn Groves, <laughs> the most respected. No, you leave our only listener alone, Colin, just because she. Colin, we're we're going to get another like- email. Like, this was our redemption, but now we're going to get another email where not only we're bullying 
You know that, <laughs> but now we're bullying for it. <laughs> you know that well. one person who like messaged our Facebook page this week, which I should remember his name. Um, he's all like, "Yeah, can you guys hurry up and do an episode? I miss you." And he's going to listen to this. He goes, "Oh God, you guys are just like little bitches. You're just going off at each other every three seconds. You're like high schoolers. Boo, double on seven. Um, bring back No, don't bring that crap back. Um, Daniel, Daniel Kane. Hello, Daniel Kane. Uh, his message said, "Hello, gentlemen. When is the next episode? Next Missing the banter." <laughs> I like uh, Daniel. I like Daniel. He doesn't like you, though. Um, All right. Can I just, before we continue Oh, here, I'm not allowed to say anything I'm about so- Trevelyan. It's fine. Just... Uh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just going along with something you just said. The top ten greatest James Bond villains here. Uh, an article I found on Screen Rant. Odd Job is in there. Le Chief is in there. Dr. No is in there. And then Fran Sanchez. But Emilio Largo is in this list, too. So I don't think we can take it seriously. Uh, can I just also point out, I, I, I shared a screenshot of the, the villains and I, I tweeted, uh, Facebook, like, who, who's your number pick? Uh, Daniel Can said, Max Zorin for me. You're a good man, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, and James Roberts, is that James Robert? Um, he said, Dr. No is my, you're an idiot, James Roberts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, James. Leave James Brilliant. out of it. <laughs> um, I will talk about Trevelyan soon. I found another list here on Cinelinks <laughs> that has Electric King in the top 10, has Le Chief in the top 10, has Dr. No in the top 10, uh, has Trevelyan in the top 10, Scaramanga, Rosa Kleb, Goldfinger, Blofeld, Donald Pleasance. Does not include Sanchez, but also includes Emilio Largo. <laughs> People love Largo. They're idiots. <laughs> There's a real controversy. <laughs> How has that gone unnoticed for 50 years? Um, <laughs> so, my number four... Oh, I'm tossing up between all four. To be honest, all four of them could be the number one. Um, I guess I'll go with this one. One of my faves. Uh, one of the most underrated movies of all the James Bond films. Um, you know, oh, no, you didn't, Ben. Uh, this guy, it's Dr. Julius. No, no way is he not in the top... Five. Yeah, no, um, he's fantastic. <laughs> I love Doctor No, and it's not just because I love the film. You know, people give Goldfinger all the credit of kind of creating the typical, atypical, or uh, archetypal kind of Bond villain. Um, it's amazing how much of a Bond villain is in the first ever villain. Doctor No ticks pretty much all the boxes. Yes, you can make the criticism about the lack of screen time, but he's still in a lengthy part of the film. Uh, he dominates in every scene he's in. He's menacing. The claw hands are amazing. I love him with, as the voice. Kind of, He was the first kind of hidden figure uh, as he talks to his henchmen. Uh, the fight between him and Bond is awesome on that thing. It's just amazing how much from the first ever one that just covers so much. He set the standard. Um, I don't think Goldfinger set the standard. I think Dr. No set the standard. I could easily put him as the best. I think he's fantastic and points for being the first, but even if he wasn't the first, he would still be up here because uh, he he just ticks all the boxes. And I like that he is a bad guy, but he's not destroying the world. He's trying to, uh, you know, there's some stuff with the rockets and stuff like that. He's not like, going to space and blowing up the world or whatever. He's not going to flood the entire world. Uh, but he's still campy uh, and he has fun moments. And I like how elegant he is and he's got Bond underwater or, or on their base and they're having what breakfast or whatever and he's wearing the gowns. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if we need a white man playing a Chinese man, but it was the sixties. Uh, that was the rage at the time. Mildred loved it. Um, so only positive. I can't think of a negative about Doctor No. I think he's amazing. Joseph Wiseman was fantastic. Claw hands. Hashtag. I'm a fan. I'm a claw fan. And basically all summed up in ten minutes of screen time. This is way too high. Move on. <laughs> oh my god. Um, it's not too high because. Are you a delight? I'm going to have Dr. No roughly around the same position, so we'll get there very quickly. Anyway, let's get back onto some valid opinions. Uh, number four, um, and I I applaud Noah for having this person so high, because again, I thought I would be the only person to having this person so high, and the only person to have him as a number one Blofeld. I think I said in Spectre, uh, in the 38 episodes we did about it, that he was the best Blofeld by far. And I think that, Colin, I see your point that, like, yeah, I get what you're saying about Easy Oberhauser, Easy Blofeld. I think that Blofeld's just attached onto him. And if he's not mentioned as Blofeld, he's still going to be my fourth best villain. Um, the fact that his name is Blofeld doesn't change anything to me. I think Christoph Waltz, and again, this goes into my argument about it's, it's perfectly fine to have them associated with the actor because Christoph Waltz is just such an amazing actor. I mean, he's won two Oscars for you know, being this type of person, he's just so, like, he's, he's an actor who really does just steal you away from the scene you're in. And that, to me, is what a villain should be in many aspects, that you you want to just be engaged by them. He's menacing in that kind of, you know, fring menace, that, you know, Benjamin Linus menacing, where he's kind of just silent and quiet, but you just, you, you shit yourself when he's on screen. And I, I really appreciate Spectre the more I watch it. Um, it's just, my favourite Craig film, and just, yeah, I want to watch it right now. It is? Yes. Um, and... Oh, my God. I love... Well, you didn't say that when I ranked. You <laughs> like Spectre 2. Don't be the new hipster. I, I like it too, but the best of the Craig. There's only four to choose from. One of them's Quantum of Solace. Um... <laughs> you got and two other movies. <laughs> yes. So... <laughs> They're not Bond films. They're good drama films with action in them. Um, but I can't speak highly enough of... And I, I, I will be sad if Bond 25 does not feature him. I think he did an interview recently where he said he's not returning. But, you know, Daniel Craig also said he'd slit his wrist and never play James Bond again. So there's hope in the world. Uh, I love Christoph Waltz. That man is incredible. If he is found out to have, like, sexually assaulted people like Kevin Spacey, I will cry because I'm still crying over Kevin Spacey. So, yes, Number four, Christoph Waltz's Blofeld for me. Um, I mean, I've made a lot of arguments for him not being... And again, I like him. It's just He's not this high. He didn't make that much of an impression as Blofeld. Um, and I, I still prefer the first half of the movie. And I don't think you can be a top five villain when the second half of the movie, you really don't leave that much of an impression. Um can I just say, Ben said the Spectre was the best Daniel Craig movie, people. You said that Fran Sanchez was the 15th biggest Bond, 14th, like... <laughs> um, okay. Where um, did Ben rank this for, as a movie? I'm, I'm looking it up right now. My top 10. Ben, you ranked Casino Royale higher than Spectre when we did this. Well, I've changed my mind. You've gotten worse. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I put him at fifth. 
maybe a bit too high, but I think he's amazing. I agree with pretty much everything. I really hope he returns. Otherwise, it would, I think he'll go down if he doesn't return. Um, now's my time to talk about Dr. No. Uh, I originally had Dr. No in fifth spot. I swapped Dr. No with Trevelyan. Hey, Dr. No is going to almost average at four, <laughs> but not really because Ben ruined. Yeah, Ben ruined this. I made this ranking uh, valid. <laughs> That's good. Um, I mean, the only other thing I can really add on Dr. No that hasn't been said already is as far as the screen time goes, I think he's introduced very late in the movie, but I don't think his screen time suffers. The majority of the Bond villains, you'll get introduced to them maybe 15, 20 minutes in, and then every 15 or 20 minutes, you'll have like a two-minute scene with them. Yeah, he's not introduced to the last half hour of the movie, but he is in almost every second of this last half hour, and it's all dialogue, and he carries the majority of the dialogue. Uh, So I feel like Dr. No, even though he's introduced late in the movie, probably has more screen time than a lot of the villains that we've ranked up until now. So, I mean, what we're left with is basically, is he a great character? And I think he's a fantastic character. He's kind of mysterious, just that we don't really know a lot about him, other than, you know, he has this association with Spectre, uh, he has no hands. But the fear that people have of him, I feel like they almost did a better job selling him than they did Blofeld. And Blofeld had, you know, five movies, basically, to, well, four, because you can't count what they did with Charles Gray. Uh, they had a long time to really build Blofeld as a villain. I feel like Dr. No was made the very second that Dent was in that room with the spider and just the voice. I mean, like you said, Noah, just just that one scene alone makes him an iconic villain. And then when you get introduced to him later on, it's fantastic. Uh, how great is it, though, that you know we have a role Christopher Lee turned down in uh, a lower position than the role Christopher Lee went with here. Would this have been different if Christopher Lee played it? Could he have done this the same as Joseph Weiser, or would he have done it better? Yeah. Um, I mean, another point on the screen time thing is I feel like when we do The Girls, Honey Rider will be quite high up. But how many minutes of the film is she in? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I put him fourth, you put him fourth. I mean, that's a good point, that you really feel like Dr. No is menacing, like the, the people around him working for him are terrified of him and that's what makes a good villain uh ben you're an idiot <laughs> no i'm not i'm the only one with sense move on <laughs> oh me um yeah it is you <laughs> i was just too hurt by that um <laughs> top three ah, i feel like maybe we're into the top three so we'll recap those last ones now and then we'll go into the top three um so for me uh at number 10 fingering the gold it's auric uh, number nine, it's Super Freak, Max Zorin. Number eight, Scarface, Donald Pleasance. Uh, number seven, Knife Shoes, Rosa Klebb. Um, number six, uh, not Goldfinger, but Silverfinger. Um, Silver. Number five, Dude, Where's My Brother, Christoph Waltz. <laughs> and number four, Dr. Yes. It's Dr. No. Dude, Where's My Brother? <laughs> <laughs> Three more left. You got a tattoo. What does it say? Dude, what does it say? Sweet. Can we do that? That's a good movie. Um, said no one ever. Uh, my, uh, number 10, figuring the gold or a gold figure. Number nine, <laughs> carving an Elliot, Elliot Carver. Uh, number eight, pleasantly Donald, Donald Pleasant's Blofeld. <laughs> Seventh. That's his biography. <laughs> Seventh, San Francisco Scaramanga. Number six, 
Christopher Walken on Sunshine Zorin, number five. Um, Fran Sanchez is not underrated. He should be here. And number four, um, Blowjob Feld Waltz. You nailed that. Thank you. Thank you very and much. I have uh, number 10, not as good as Goldfinger, Christopher Watts Blofeld. Number nine, not as good as Goldfinger, Kananga. Number eight, not as good as Goldfinger, Lashif. Number seven, not as good as Goldfinger, but better than Christoph Waltz, Donald Pleasance, Blofeld. Number six, not as good as Goldfinger, Electric King. Number five, not as good as Dr. No, Alec Trevelyan. And number four, <laughs> Dr. No. <laughs> I forgot you hadn't put a Goldfinger up yet. Um, <laughs> so, into the top three. I oh, God, I don't even know. Um you could interchange these three and I would be fine with it, but Don't let's go it. with this one, I guess. Um, what interchange the three of them? Um, maybe my, my number three, the fact that, you know, this was put up in the first half of the episode. Oh, let just, it go. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm, that is the new putting gold eye and all those other good songs in like the bottom 20 or whatever. Um, yeah, it's Lashif. I, I can't even believe it. What was it, 17? Are you 18, kidding me? 18! Um, 18. 18. Oh, my God. Uh, pretty much all the reasons you said you hate him, I that's the reason I love him. Um, I think he's amazing. Is it too high? No. Um, I like the kind of he's kind of the bitch. I think that works. Not always, but for this time. And Mads Mikkelsen just blows it away. The tear of blood, eh, it's, it's okay. Um, and I like his death. I like that he's, like, torturing the hell out of Bond, but then suddenly it's like, you know what, the sheep, you're nothing. Bang, and he's gone. I think it works uh, for this film. Um, and the card scenes and just everything about Mads Mikkelsen and the sheep works. Um, there's nothing where you think, oh, that didn't really work or that doesn't fit or anything like that. And I think he is menacing. He's smarmy. He's menacing in his own right. So he's a different villain for sure, um, but easily top five in my opinion. I think uh, unique. And you could argue Trevelyan kind of brought a new generation of people to villains and stuff like that. I feel like Lashif almost did that for the new era. Um, and I think he easily stands with Christoph Waltz. What are you um, laughing for, you idiot? <laughs> it's the toughest thing I've ever heard in my life. Are you <laughs> I brought a new generation of villains because of a guy's eye bleed. Ooh. Oh, my God. You put Gustav Graves in 12. <laughs> I saw the poster for Star Wars The Force Awakens and saw Kylo Ren. He was more iconic on that poster than Lashif was in, what, 30 minutes of screen time in Casino Royale? Get- you stop Graves at number 12? Yes! <laughs> Easily! Oh, my God. I mean, I like Kylo Ren, too. Um, <laughs> that is... Yeah. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> um, the I sincerity mean, at which Ben burst out laughing at that <laughs> is funnier than I'm anything joking? else. You think it's a fake laugh? I legitimately found that laugh out loud. That was no, like... I, know, I know it's a real laugh, which is what makes it... All the more funny because it really is stupid that you believe your own garbage. <laughs> I believe it because yeah. it's logical and makes sense. That is just bullshit. That is just I mean, dumb. <laughs> I, I mean, I had more to say on him. I I think he's a top five, but just the fact that uh, Ben kind of interrupted that with a <laughs> sincere laugh 
you know, I think Le Chiffre is amazing Bond villain. Hashtag stop trying to make Le Chiffre happen. Get over him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to have an interesting observation on Noah's rankings near the end of this. Uh, I'm just struggling to find. I'm flipping through all these like best Bond villain rankings. I can I can't find any that are including uh, <laughs> Gustav Graves, uh, and, <laughs> and I have yet to find one that doesn't include Lashif. Like he's in everybody's top ten here. So <laughs> take that, Ben. <laughs> you can no longer use the argument of oh, they included Sanchez on all these lists. <laughs> no longer valid argument. What are we up to? Uh, Number three? I, I, oh, no, I you said, got to talk. Sorry. Hi. Well, I mean, all I can really say is, I mean, I I, I put Lashif much lower than this, but I can't complain about him being a top three villain. Um, I think he did reintroduce people to Bond villains, and he did it in a different way. <laughs> well, just wait. When we finish this, I got a really interesting observation on <laughs> the Bond villains here, which I'll have some fun with. But, yeah, I mean, Lashif is amazing, and we're mads about Mickelson, just Ben isn't anymore. So, Hannibal Lecter, uh, we unleash you on Ben Waterworth. <laughs> I look forward to it. I like Anthony Hopkins. Um, number three... I wouldn't eat Ben. Well, <laughs> that's not what your mum said. I don't know where I'm going for a mum joke. <laughs> this is... I just did it to Poe. <laughs> Oh no! You oh, I've got to leave. I'm. Oh no! Oh no! You didn't. Uh, oh no! Has left us now. <laughs> Their hero Ben Waterworth has gone to the dark side. Is making your, your mama, mama joke. Oh no! <laughs> I already I, have. I know you are, but what am I? I? I just want to quit at this point. That was terrible, Ben. Um, <laughs> we get a sound drop for that. That was terrible, Ben. Drop. <laughs> what every girl, Your mama, Noah. <laughs> what every girl has been with me has ever said. That was terrible, Ben. Just ask Jamie. Um, <laughs> what sort's never been said? Oh, Bryn Groves, this is your hero. <laughs> this is like an ultimate jewel here. Can, can I just point it's out cr- if, if I am legitimately Bryn, if I am legitimately Bryn Groves as a hero, Bryn Groves is an idiot. All right, like. That. <laughs> I love you, Bring Grove. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you setting this up for me. I'm not anybody's hero. I, I am not even the middle-aged gay men fan club's hero. Like, they, they, they disown <laughs> you've me. Been, you've been excommunicated. I'm not even Kevin Spacey's hero. Like, like nobody likes me. Um, Number three. Hi, hello. <laughs> um, oh, it's actually kind of funny with this person because Noah put them at 12, divide by 2 equals 6, divide by 2 equals 3. That's how it works. Uh, Electric King at number 3. Um, she's amazing. Like, don't sigh at that, whoever did. Just shut up. <laughs> it's me and I have 6. <laughs> You're the defender here, Colin. <laughs> Um, there, like, I remember watching this in the movies and, like, I love a good twist where you don't see a twist coming. And I was 12, so I was dumber than I am now. Well, maybe not. Um, but, like, the, like, that was such a great twist that she really is evil and that, like, they went out of their way to make it a woman. And, like, I agree with you completely, Colin, what you said, like, our Wonder Woman argument about how it's not made that 
like, oh, look, it's a woman being evil. Like, that's what I appreciate about roles like that with a strong woman. You know, like, who cares if it's a strong woman? A strong man shouldn't be, shouldn't have to separate that. It should just be a strong character. Um, but she is just amazing. Um, she's just menacing. She just, just the way she controls everything and that just the way people just don't, you know, just the stuff with M2. I just love how that all plays off. And she's just such a unique villain. And I think kind of my top three, the the reason they are my top three is because they're just so separate and, you know, unique in their own way. And I, I'm surprised that we've never had, I mean, I know it's only been, you know, what, 18, 19 years, and uh, what, five films since, six films since. I'm surprised we haven't had another female villain. And maybe, you know, it's 2018 now. Everything's got to be a woman now. Um, but... <laughs> including <laughs> some guys. <laughs> yes. Sophie Marceau is just amazing. And for a French person, that's a compliment coming from me. And just, I can't speak highly enough of her. She could have easily been my number one. Anyone in my top three could have been my number one. But I just love her to bits. She's just such a great villain, such a great film. Uh, so many things I can say about just The World Is Not Enough, as I already have. But, uh, yeah, Electra King, just... She's probably the most unique out of the, t- the top three for me in terms of who she is and what type of character she is. So, yeah, Electra King, number three. I completely agree. And just as a personal preference, I wouldn't have put her inside. I, I don't think I could have put her in my top five looking at the other people. But I don't disagree with anything you said, and I kind of have the same opinion. I mean, I, I look back on this movie, and I still think that she's one of the strongest villains. And I remember seeing this for the first time, and it, I don't even think I was aware when I saw this. I, I hadn't seen all the Bond movies, granted, but you know, having seen even you know, 10, 12 of the Bond movies at the time this came out, I don't think it ever even struck me, oh, it's a woman as a villain, until I read it online like you know, a couple of years later. So... Uh, the way they pulled this off, I think, is what works so well about Electra. Yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said, other than her being a top three Bond girl. <laughs> I just saw Anna Stokely on Noah's profile pic now. <laughs> right after your top Bond girl. She's number one True Bond villain. Can, can we just not do the Bond girls episode and just all agree Anna Stokely's number one? Yeah. Absolutely. Done. Best train conductor in the history of Bond. Um, let's get with it now as I've criticized every Well, that sounds hip. Let's yeah. get with it. Let's get... <laughs> Come on, kids, let's get with it. <laughs> don't. Um, don't say a thing more than that. to be young. Don't. Mic drop, let's get with it. <laughs> what, the kids, Ben? I... Stay out of it. I thought you were about to say, oh, that's something that I... Ben says. Let's get it what? to the kids. Now Ben's just oh, God, you two are slow. Our profile picks just keep changing until this episode's over. But Ben is still Peppa Pig. <laughs> Let me guess, that's the episode title. Ben is Peppa Pig, ranking the villains. <laughs> it is now. Well, I didn't even it. <laughs> um, anyways, I'll finally put Goldfinger up here. And uh, this is the only thing, like, when it gets to the top three, I feel like nobody can touch these three. Uh... Goldfinger is another one that's kind of never been outside my top five. Uh, and I, I'm still kind of surprised even in a top ten finish for Goldfinger because I feel like he is the most fun villain we've ever had. Maybe the one of the most fun characters we've ever had. And considering how over the top he is and how ridiculous he really is, 
I love him, and he's not really that menacing in this movie, but this is kind of the opposite of what Charles Gray was. You know, Noah, you were saying, like, Charles Gray, at least he's fun. I think that um, that Goldfinger is fun without being menacing. He's still fun as being, you know, uh, a serious villain. You take him seriously because you know how much power he has, and this is kind of just like the rich white man thing. You know, he doesn't need to be a guy who could take over the world. He doesn't even really want to take over the world. He wants to just... His entire plot, really, is just to raise his own wealth, which I think is, is really unique just for a Bond villain in and of itself. But, I mean, he's he's just, he's wildly entertaining. And there is no Bond villain who is more quotable than Goldfinger. You know, even just with the no, I expect you to die, that alone. We talked about how Dr. No was like the prototype for a Bond villain. Uh, and, you know, Donald Pleasance was the prototype for the look of a Bond villain. I mean... Do you can you find a more iconic line for a Bond villain than "No, Mister Bond, I expect you to die"? Uh, there isn't one moment of this movie that he doesn't steal the entire show. I love Goldfinger, number three. Yeah, I mean he is a top ten villain, but I don't know about top. I think he's slightly overrated, um, but he is so much fun, and he is definitely quotable, memorable, the most iconic of all of them. Uh, so. I agree with pretty much everything you said, other than I like the other nine better. But Goldfinger is great. Um, to keep the cliches up, I agree with everything both you said. <laughs> um, so, wow, we're into top two, and I still don't know which I'm, one I'm going to do. They're completely interchangeable to me. Um, they both look very similar. Yeah, I didn't know... All right, I'm going to go with this. Oh. Oh. Okay, my number two, but let it be known, it could easily be my number one. I still haven't made my mind up as I'm speaking right now, but whatever. Uh, number two, and I'm curious where Colin will put this one because he also hasn't brought them up yet. Uh, it is Christopher Lee as Scaramanga. Um, I love him so much. He, he is the epitome of fun while also being menacing. I love that he's almost Bond's equal, and I love the kind of duel back and forth. Christopher Lee is amazing, and I love his henchmen and how they interact. Nick, no, I love the whole golden gun thing. I think that's awesome. And the third nipple. Um, I really can't think of any bad things to say about Scaramanga. He easily could be my number one, and I almost think he should be. Uh, you know, he doesn't totally fit all the boxes of a typical Bond villain, but... Um, he does tick pretty much all the boxes of being an amazing villain. Um, I think Ben, too low. Um, Number seven? To me, <laughs> nah, too low. To me, to, top, top five, Scaramanga. Number like two, the fact too that Sanchez is higher. Sanchez is higher. Um, <laughs> so Scaramanga is fantastic. Um, I'm curious as to where if they're going to be a match here or if it will be number one on some people's list, but I'm sure we all agree Scaramanga stands out and rest in peace, Christopher Lee and Roger Moore, because I want to watch Man with the Golden Gun now just for those two. Well, if you join us on it, is that out? No, Live and Let, we've done Man with the Golden Gun, haven't we, Colin? Live and Let Die is our next commentary. Never mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. I told you I'm not going to say anything bad against the guy. I just have six people higher than him, so cool. Um... Well, I don't have six people higher than him. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have, you know, just, just all I'll say is I have him in just the right spot. But I'm kind of like Noah. He's yet to come on my list, and I have never really known what to do with my top one. Although I will say he was always my 
James Bond villain for years, and it's really only recently that I've kind of been up in the air between him and one other villain, and maybe I still don't know what I'm going to do, but uh, yeah, still yet to come. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can we just put a post out of every profile pic we've put up in this episode? <laughs> oh, right. I thought you were going off of me for something I did just did. Well, I'll rest in peace. <laughs> this is the... Uh... The highlights reel of all our profile pictures we've used I've, on Double. I've been working out in heaven. <laughs> Do you like my six pack, Jamie? It's quite illuminating. Um, oh, see, I I made my list last night. Had my top two. Then just before I started recording this, I changed my top two, and now I kind of want to change it again, but I don't at the same time. Um, Vargas. So I'm not going to change... Oh, no, am I? No, I'm not. Um, oh, or am I? No, I'm not. Number two... Um, <sighs> this is why these episodes go for three hours. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Okay, number two. All right. Um, <laughs> I mentioned about the Daniel Craig era having, you know, a 50-50 split in the villains or 50-25-25. Um, so... Yeah, he was my number one last night, but I've changed him. Raul Silva, uh, I mean, he's such a, like, just such, when I'm talking about memorable, iconic villains and characters, you just remember, and, like, the reason why your line is so laughable at Lashif introducing villains to Bond, like, we don't get a decent Bond villain in the Craig films until Raul Silva, because this is what a Bond villain should be. Like, Lashif? crazy and like he's got a quirk that's not a bleeding eye and like the thing that I love about Silver is that he's the only James Bond villain that actually succeeds in achieving what he wants and I love it when the bad guy technically wins. I know he dies yeah, but he also dies. But like you can still like I mean the suicide bombers in 9-11 died but they achieved what they wanted so <laughs> I mean Has Ben hashtag I stand with the suicide bombers of 9-11 <laughs> Not my- Point, but you can still die and achieve what you wanted, and he they did succeeded. that. Um, but like, he's just so darn good. And like, yeah, we don't see him until what, like an hour and five minutes into the film. But as soon as Javier Bardem walks, and that that scene of just how long is it? Like a three minute scene of him in the distance, just holding still on him walking towards Craig. Like it's it's so amazing. And like, yeah, his plan is kind of conveniently dumb. Well, it's not dumb. It's just, it's over-the-top elaborate. Like, oh, the train's going to come through at this point. Oh, like, how convenient. Um, but, like, the fact that he just ultimately kills M, which, hashtag, rest in peace M, I don't, I'm not glad he killed M, but he succeeded in achieving what he wanted and just so good. Uh, Javier Bardem, just have my babies. Um, like, he robbed, like, I'm going to say this now, like, out of all these actors and characters, like, he was robbed of not getting, like, Golden Globe Academy, he should have been nominated. And, like, as much as I can talk... I mean, I love Silver, but I don't know. I think he should have. I mean, he got, I think, a SAG nominee, but, like, he should have been nominated. And if it wasn't a Bond film, he probably would have been nominated. But just so good. And easily was my number one less than 24 hours ago, but I've changed it. Uh, But he easily could be number one. Um, yeah, he's yet to come on my list too, so my top two are still up for grabs here. I can't really say anything else other than I think the number one thing Ben nailed is that if we're looking at just performances alone, I mean, nobody tops Javier Bardem's performance as Silva 
it is ridiculous he didn't get an Oscar nomination or even get an Oscar consideration. I mean, his performance was that strong. So um, it's really tough to be considered iconic for a movie that's only been out for five years. And in today's day and age, no matter what your franchise is, people are always more fond of the classic stuff. And Silvo ranks up there on pretty much all of these top ten lists that I'm looking at right now. So that says a lot about how good he was. Yeah, I mean, he just missed out on my top five. I think he's fantastic. That's a good point about him killing M. Not many villains can have that credit. Um, and he steals the show for sure in that movie. So, um, yeah, I agree. He's a top ten villain for sure. Silver was great. And I think he'll stand the test of time. Ooh. All right. My turn. My last two rankings. Uh, I think I'm going to regret this one day because, as I said, <laughs> this one person was always my Bond villain, like the the one that no matter who I talked to, I'd always say there's nobody who touches Scaramanga. Um, so, I mean, he is going to be, I guess, right along with Noah in the number two spot here. And it really is just for, that kind of reveals my number one at the same time, but I'll talk about that again in a minute or two. Uh, he's just so good in such an average movie. And I like The Man with the Golden Gun, but it is your epitome of an average movie. And he's so good in this. Everybody's so good in this. I mean, I love Mary Goodnight in this movie, but okay. Christopher Lee just took it to a completely different level. Um, you know, everything that Goldfinger was as far as a fun villain, Scaramanga is, everything that, uh, you know, Sanchez is as a scary villain or Zorin, you know, I think that Scaramanga even more so. Everything he is as is, is, is intellectual and sophisticated villain, you know, the way that Dr. No is or... Um, uh, who's a Blofeld or Kananga. I mean, Scaramanga checks every single box for a Bond villain. And he's got a third nipple. So <laughs> if that doesn't put him up in, in a top two spot, I don't know what else can. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's my number two as well. So I agree. He's my number seven, but I still agree. <laughs> uh, all right. So we've made it no all one. the way through 26 of them. We started with Koskoff. And now we're ending um, how he wasn't everyone's bottom one. I don't know. But, you know, we're all, all entitled to our opinion, except for if you put Lashie for 18. Um, opinion, etc. <laughs> uh, uh, so, number one. Uh, what a surprise. Who could it be? You know, I don't know if I'll regret this or not, because it could easily be any of my top, like, three or four. Uh, but it is Alec Trevelyan. Um, <gasps> yes, Ben, that is the name of the actor, uh, the character. Uh, not the actor. Um, I mean, Colin, you pretty much summed up everything about him when you talked, but uh, they did try something new, uh, and it definitely worked, and Sean Bean is amazing, and that is probably the best villain Bond fight at the end on top, and then his death is so iconic. I love the scene with him kind of in the shadows when they not watching you as a child. That's Ben's job. Uh, when, <laughs> when when they meet up... Um, like, that is a great scene. I love the opening stuff when they're buddies and you really buy that um, old buddy kind of thing. Um, I think Brosnan and Bean have amazing chemistry. Uh, and it was something new, uh, but it still kind of tied in with the Cold War kind of stuff that they were doing. And he is a younger villain, although maybe he's supposed to be older. But, um, and the kind of fallen agent is a really cool concept, I think. I wouldn't want them to do this kind of thing every time, but here it just works, and there's just no criticism we had Alex Bellion. Maybe I'll wake up tomorrow, and these are all interchangeable. I think, yeah, maybe Scaramanga is more iconic and more Bondian. Uh, but 
I think we all agree this guy's amazing. He, I wouldn't say steal the show because Brosnan is amazing in GoldenEye too, but uh, everything just works. It's the reason, you know, Spy Love Me is a great film without Strumberg being great, but the part of the reason why GoldenEye is so good is because of Alec. Um, so unique, awesome, badass, great, memorable scenes. Alec Trevelyan is an amazing villain. Uh, number one for months. Well, he's my number one too, and I just realised that if I had have swapped them around, had Silver at number one, and I would have agreed with Colin. Basically, my choice of number one is essentially <laughs> making what the number one choice is on our list. So, if I had to put Silver at number one, spoiler alert, he would be number one overall. If I put Trevelyan at number one, he's over one. So, like, all down to me again. Ha ha. Um, <sighs> yeah, like, I mean. I mean- when- when we did the rankings of the films, I remember thinking that Goldeneye was going to overtake The World Is Not Enough as my number one film because um, it just, just gets more amazing every time I watch it. But it didn't. But, I mean, if we ever do a henchman ranking, I'm going to say this now. Xenia's um, my number one. So, yeah, I mean, just, there's so much number ones about Goldeneye. And Trevelyan is just like... He's just perfect. He's just so darn perfect. This, you talk about introducing new people to villains. Like, I mean, we had, what, six years between, you know, the biggest gap between Bond films. And to have this as, like, the reintroduction to this new era and just, you know, just so darn good. Sean Bean just owns this. You're right. Him and Pierce just have such amazing chemistry. I want to go back to a world where I find out for the first time that, He's, you know, the the like that reveal in the graveyard. Hello, James. Like just that that moment, the shock. Like holy crap, um, it's just so good. And the fight scene in the end is amazing. Just like even just his weird little just dumb one liners that are just great. You know, tastes like strawberries. Just like just you know, just like so good. Him and Zenya are so good. Him and Natalia are so good. Um, just, he's so amazing. Um, and yeah, the death scene at the end, just, I, I always just love the fact that he kind of dies twice. It's Sean Bean. Of course he's going to die twice in the final bit. So yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm glad he's going to be number one overall. Um, but as I said, my top three or any one of them could be number one, but, uh, Trevelyan is going to come out on top for England, James. No, for number one. For England, no. For Ben's rankings, <laughs> um, I can't really disagree with you. I think that all these top fives, at least in my top fives, are all worthy. Not all Ben's top fives are worthy. <laughs> uh, I, I I think there was just one really interesting thing that Noah said uh, about how it worked in this movie. You know, I talked about you know this this twist of it being a spy, that that was, I think, the greatest thing about his character, even over being Sean Bean, was just the twist of his character. And it really isn't something that would work every time. And it's kind of because they did this one-and-done, you know, spy turn thing that it makes it more effective. And I think some of the greatest villains... I think you are a great villain when there is no way to duplicate it. And in a weird way, I think that's one of the reasons why Blofeld isn't one of the great villains, despite the fact four people have played it. Maybe because four people have played Blofeld five people if you include you know for your eyes only it's just not the same there's really nothing that you know blofeld brought where it's like you can never duplicate this so for sean bean to do that you can't duplicate what he did and i think the same thing can be said for my number one which i guess it's time to get to that now is the only thing left which is silva 
Uh, and I think I've spoiled this on so many episodes that I always said that Silva was probably going to be my number one favorite villain. Uh, Scarmangle was for how long would I even be from the time I saw a man with golden gun till Skyfall? I mean, it was like 15 years or whatever. Scarmangle, my number one favorite villain. And the very night that I got out of Skyfall, uh, the two things that I would say to people without spoiling the movie is I think it's the greatest Bond theme of all time. And I think it's probably the greatest Bond villain of all time. Uh, and I don't know, Ben, do you have the song rank here? Do you remember, did I rank Skyfall number you, one for I remember songs? You, you did, yes. I was about to say that to you, that you really like Skyfall because you had that at number one on your song rankings as well. Yeah. And yet it made sixth on my overall movies list. Um, I think Man with a Golden Gun and Skyfall are very interchangeable for me in it. Both of those movies are made by just so many elements that are the best. You know, the best action scene for this, the best score, the best villain, the best Bond girl, all these things. Um, this is best slide whistle, yeah. Best J.W. Um, Pepper. No, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I wouldn't agree no, with you. that. Oh, that was so funny. <laughs> ha! Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Silva is just, he's the perfect villain. And this is what I was saying earlier, I think is so interesting, is that, um, you know, when we talked about the Daniel Craig films, I feel like, it, and a lot of times I felt like I was the only one who defended the Daniel Craig films. And... Yeah. Yet, even though both of you have had your critical moments about the Craig movies, especially in terms of them not, I think, Ben, you're the one who says most like most of the time, they don't feel like James Bond as much. Look at how many of those James Bond villains in just four movies are ranked right near the top of all of our rankings. I mean, I would argue we probably have, it's probably overall the Daniel Craig villains rank higher than any other Bond villain on average, uh, or at least Uh, of the Bonds villains. Well, there's somebody who's, yeah, never mind. I'm not talking about a single villain. I'm saying if you take the four, obviously green, but you look at those three outside of Ben. And his, well, I'll do it quickly got, while you talk. I'll work that out as well. Keep talking. Everybody's <laughs> got a top five that includes multiple, I believe, Daniel Craig villains. So, I mean, people can say whatever they want about the Craig movies being a little bit too modern or not being James Bond enough, but I mean, it's it, they're nailing it with the villains every single time, and really there isn't anyone that's better than Silva, except for Lashif and Noah's Eyes, but that's still fair enough. Uh, so that's it. Um, it's been a long ride. Uh, whew, reminds me why we haven't done one of these in two years. <laughs> um, yeah, so we had quite a lot of similarities, and... As we've been following, Ben, I don't want any riggage here. Um, ben has been kind of tallying the averages. Um, I mean, you already rigged it by putting the sheaf at the bottom, sabotaged it, I should say. Um, but, Ben, would you like to read out kind of our ultimate, our combined list, um, the the mind of three, well, two geniuses and one <laughs> village idiot. I'm not saying who's who. I didn't say who was who. I never said any names. Um Combined to get the ultimate ranking of the James Bond villain. Um, sure. I mean, I was going to try and work out the averages of all of them, but that's probably going to take me too long. But okay. Ah, we don't need that. All right. I don't have songs or anything to play with this. So I'm not going to put quotes in. I'm lazy. So, like, whatever. All right. From 26 to number one. And no, there's no rigging here. I was going to copy this exact list to you, Noah. 26, we have Le Chief. Uh, 25, we have Dr. No. Uh, what? <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Uh, all right, 26, <laughs> we have Brad Whitaker. He's a shitaker and he's Brad Whitaker. Number 25, one spot too low, too high is Dominic Shitty Green. When you drink blue cordial, you get green shit. 
Uh, <laughs> true. Try it. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm not making that up. Drink blue cordial. Your poo's green. Uh, at no. 20, at 24. <laughs> Good show, but sadly, even Jack Bauer could not save Ho- Hoggy, Joggy, Kozkov. Hoggy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Koskov 24 at 23rd it's everybody's 23rd favourite Bond villain it's Christados uh, 22nd it is the gay Blofeld Charles Gay himself Blofeld uh, 21st we have uh, Camel of Khan it's Kamal Khan 20th Emilio Ipachi Largo 19th Grandpa Carl Stromberg 18th, just a bit of rankings, Miranda. Gus, Gustav Graves. Oh. 17th, uh, everybody's favourite goateed villain, Hugo Drax. At number 16, it's everybody's favourite person whose head gets blown up, uh, Dr. Kananga. 15th... Can I just say, so far, so good, but... <laughs> sure. Uh, 15th, <laughs> he doesn't feel the pain of being ranked at 15th. It's Renard uh, at... 14th, if I actually enter the right numbers there, Ben, that would work. Uh, we have Telly Monster himself, uh, Blofeld, Telly Savalas. 13th, uh, there's no rankings like bad rankings, uh, Elliot Carver. 12th, she will stab you with a shoe if you're not careful, Rosa Klebb. 11th, should be in the top 10, Fran Sanchez. Uh, 10th, should be lower than this, Lashif. Ninth, uh, Christopher's walking on to number ninth. It's Max Zorin. Eighth, Dr. No, this is not a good ranking. Um, seventh, <sighs> Donald Pleasance. Look is... what you did to Dr. No! Yeah, way too high. Uh, seventh, uh, Blofeld is pleasantly in seventh. Six, he expects you to rank. No, he expects you to rank. Uh, it's Auric Goldfinger. Fifth, I'm very happy she's made it this high. Electra King. Uh, fourth, uh, Christoph waltzing <laughs> through his Blofeld. And the top three, uh, I think we can all work out what the top three is. Uh, he's going to get his third nipple out because he's only third. It's Francisco Scaramanga. Uh, number two, he'll take his gums out and make you crash a train. It's Rail Silva. And at number one, for number one, James? No, for number one, it's Mr. Alec Trevelyan himself, a.k.a. Sean Bean. That's the character's name. Uh, so, yeah, that's a pretty good rankings, sort It's of. actually a decent list. I wouldn't agree with all of them, but it's actually pretty decent. Like, Dr. No at 8th? <laughs> yeah, I would put him higher. Um, so there's the averages. Uh, probably better than the song ranking one, really. Uh, so this has been a lot of fun. We ranked 26 of the main villains of James Bond. Uh, it's been fun revisiting all this. It makes me want to go back and watch a lot of these films now. Uh, I'm thinking Man with the Golden Gun. Let's watch that one. Um, that's what I'm in the mood for. Uh, so, yeah, this is fun. I'm glad we could get back together again. It's given me quite the headache. Um, reliving bad memories. Um, but I'm sure the fans love to have it back. Um, I don't know. Do you guys have any kind of closing thoughts on this? We've ranked all the main villains of James Bond. We are amazing. Uh Colin, can, us, Colin can talk for a little bit because I've nearly worked out this average so we can get the best villains for the uh, actors. But Colin, talk. Um, yeah, I apologize to everybody uh, who backed Ben Waterworth after our mistreatment of him in the last ranking episode. Uh, now you know why we treat Ben the it way we do. It wasn't a one-off. 
Yeah, as Ben's been talking about people's faces and people's mothers and insinuating I had sex with my wife in this episode. Yeah, what a <laughs> stupid thing to say. <laughs> this is the Ben Waterworth you all know and love. Our hero. Yes. You're still working on that, Ben? I'm nearly done! God damn it! Do we, do <laughs> like we need it? Four hours? Just, do we um, need it? No, we don't need a transition, just... just what are we doing next? Noah and Colin, quickly. What are we doing well, we're done. We're, no, we're is he, what's our so next episode? Will we do one like later do we on? Have, oh, what do are we, we have doing time now? To do because the Bond girls, I think, was the next one we wanted to rank. Yeah. Uh, so for anyone who's like, oh, great, they're back. This was so fun. Uh, we're not really. <laughs> um, we're hoping we can do the girls. Um, leave that alone, Ben. Um, what does that mean? We're hoping. <laughs> We're hoping we can do the girls oh. sometime in this month, maybe. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, we're hoping we can rank the women um, sometime. Bang <laughs> <laughs> the kids. We are going to politely discuss the ladies and women of the James Bond universe. <laughs> Ew. Um, yeah, so that one hopefully we can do soon, but we're not fully back. We're hoping we can do some episodes, like, you know, a few more, but Country. it's not going to be, like, regular as always. So hopefully there'll be a few more. I'd love to do the henchmen as well, uh, a few more of these things. So, But the girls will be the next one. Who knows when that will be, but that will be the next one, and then hopefully we can do some more. And we, I will say our commentary next one is seriously meant to be live and let die, which is something we can do. Uh, all right, so, okay, here we go. The average positions of the Bond, the the Bonds themselves. So, uh, Daniel Craig, and this is like a, a weird math and the thing I've done. But, um, okay, so Craig is first, as in the, the best overall ranking. So, you're right there, Colin. Uh, Brosnan oh. is only just behind, like... Tinyly, it's a small percentage. Uh, next, then, is Moore. Then it's Connery. Then it's Lazenby. Ooh. And then Dalton is last. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised Connery is lower than Moore, even. I mean, Moore had <laughs> Kamal Khan and <laughs> Custados, Stromberg. Mm-hmm. It was your Kananga king that did that. But, uh, Drax. Um, that's what happens when Kanang is in the top ten. I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, so it yeah, if Goldfinger was higher than that, yeah, and if Gustav Graves was lower, then more would have been higher. Yeah. I'm sure. Actually, I should have put Graves uh, higher and uh, Lashif lower, so Brosnan could have won. Damn it! Uh, not a game, it's Ben. Still a competition. <laughs> I love this is still a competition for Ben. <laughs> Damn it, Brosnan didn't win. Um, <laughs> all right, but that's it. Please send us more emails talking about us bullying Ben, um, <laughs> asking for more banter, all the good stuff. Double uh, seven at email dot com. Um, <laughs> call us at six two six four nine two eight seven bond. Um, <laughs> that was nearly my phone number. And, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, just. Let us know how good this episode was. Rank us. Rank our episodes. We've probably done it before. Um, maybe that will be our next one, ranking the 007 episode. 
this one, number 20. Um, so, yeah, that was fun to come back, subscribe, and all that jazz. Hopefully we'll be back soon with the girl rankings. Um, my name is Noah, and I'll speak to you in another two years. Ciao. My name is Ben, and drop dead Noah and Colin. This is Mommy Pig. My name is Paul. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Hashtag never again, Ben. Ha ha ha